What's up, everyone? Welcome to the F, to the L, to the double OG. That's right, the Fantasy League of Ordinary Gentlemen. We are back, baby. The Flug, baby. The yeah. Flug. You can absolutely find us on theflug.com. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify. You can also see us on Twitter at the FF Flug, Flug underscore FF. I'm a little rusty. It's been since November since I've been on. Ty, I think you were with the guys very a recent, weeks very ago. Recent. Yeah. Yeah, very recently. Yep. Yep. Um, well, uh, uh, as further ado, I am Gary Joukowsky. That is Gars underscore Poetica on the Twitter. And then I am joined here with none other than, was it Dyson Lee? The, uh, the wrestling Bison, name Bi- again? Bi- 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 Bison Lee. Bison Lee. Okay. I got to change that. But I did uh, make you on my son's game, the 2K19, dude, and we love it. It's perfect. Nice. Love That's that awesome. Game. But um, yeah, awesome. WrestleMania just got done and over with over the weekend. It was pretty cool. A lot of fun things, a lot of weird things, a lot of <laughs> exciting things, I guess you can say at the same time. But um, we talked about that before the pod, but you got a, a busy week coming up as it is, right? So what you got? Yeah, man. So, so yeah, I'll just uh, address the WrestleMania part. I was happy because Stone Cold Steve Austin came back because mm-hmm. uh, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. So, yeah, 35-year-old me was acting like a 16-year-old Tyson. <laughs> and so, yeah, I thought, I thought it was I – don't, I don't care what anybody says. I, was, I, thought, it was, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, for him uh, not, so, I was so, gonna say for him not wrestling for 19 years, dude, he looked pretty, pretty damn good. A little shaky in the beginning, yeah. but he pulled it off he, pretty damn well. He seems to be that. It seems to be that guy that he wouldn't go out there unless he was like yeah. fully in shape. He doesn't seem to be that dude that phones it in, as they say, uh-huh. and keeps keeps himself in shape, or at least is gonna keep himself in shape. Right, um, kind of like uh, you've seen Undertaker wrestle the past few years, and he was kind of. You know, iffy in some cases, but Stone Cold pretty right. much held his own ground, and uh, it was fun to watch, man. And that that brings up a great point, Undertaker. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, his Hall of Fame ceremony speech was straight hundred facts. Yeah. Like there was a lot of stuff in there that made a lot of sense in life, like the one where he said, "The same toes you step on to get to the top." Are the same asses that you kiss on the way back down. True. So don't, Big time, don't man. you know, you know, you know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to move up in life, that's great. But remember where you came from, and don't and don't step on people's toes because you may have to kiss them when you go back down, if you go back down. And there was a couple other things, but but uh, my friend sent me that, and then I watched the ceremony. And I was like, shit, that really hit home uh, about life. So. Mm-hmm. I do recommend it's a long, it's a long ceremony speech, but it, it, as the kids say, straight hundred, like it was a lot of facts in that. Yeah. I'm going to so, have to go back and uh, watch that, man. Cause I haven't really uh, got a chance to see it. Like, uh, it's just so good. Like, I mean, since my son loves watching it, it got me back into it. Cause I mean, there was a right. good 10, 15 year hiatus where I just, mm-hmm. you know, didn't really watch any of it at all since like right. teenage. Right. But uh, right. yeah, it's, so, it's still it still has its interesting uh, appeals to it. It's like that old yeah. uh, old man soap opera kind of deal. But um, exactly, yeah. But but, uh, but yeah, so, fun too. 
But yeah, I would say, well, like I said, if you're not a wrestling fan, watch it just for just life lessons. Uh, is that a PBR? Is that what we're it drinking is. today? It is PBR. PBR. Good Way drink. Good that. drink. You know what? Yes, sir. PBR has familiar colors to it. It's kind of like what you're wearing right now. You're all Damn decked right. out in that Buffalo Bills attire. I mean, when are you not? First off. Yeah, when am I not? Exactly. I'll probably go down this segue to what I'm about to talk about. So. Yeah. This week, uh, we started talking about it, and then you cut me off and said, all right, let's let's talk about this. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, I'm not working, which I'm happy. I almost had a beer just because, fuck it, I'm not waking up till like 8 o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, I'm going down to Charlotte first, going to the Hornets game. Uh, that's my basketball team, uh, and they're actually doing pretty well. Shit, if they make the playoffs, that's all I care about because they, they've never been that good. Right. Uh, then I'm then I'm driving to <laughs> then I'm driving Friday. I'll probably drive some after the game, whatever takes me to empty tank, and then just find a hotel. Then I'm driving the rest of the way Friday to Miami. The Sabers play uh, the Florida Panthers. Who, if you're a hockey fan, you know the Florida Panthers are. I think they're in top of the NHL. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Never seen a Panther. I always try to see teams I've never seen before. And it's right. kind of weird, but that's just how I am. That's well, a good experience. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I started looking, and I actually started looking at the arena, and Florida's arena is really nice. It looks like a mall, basically. Like, there's stuff outside the arena. Like, some, some places you just go to, and it's just a stadium. It looks like there's, like stores outside the, the outside the arena there's like it just it just looks like it's more than just an arena looks like there's a lot of stuff to do outside the arena so it looks very cool and Florida Panthers are they're, they're one of the newer teams of the NHL I think they've only been around for 30 years which a lot of these other teams have been around for 60 years mm-hmm. so so long story short going there then uh Saturday morning I'll probably drive to Tampa uh, the Orioles play Tampa, um, which is about three and a half hours from Miami. Uh, I'll go to that Saturday. Saturday probably won't be too crazy. Uh, if I can get in a golf session, I will. That probably won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sunday morning, the or Sunday, the Sabres play in Tampa. They play the Tampa Bay Lightning. I was going to go to the Orioles game and then go to Tampa uh, Sabres game the same day, but it's kind of – it just it'd be cutting it close yeah, but Sunday mo- so yeah. Sunday morning I'll probably wake up I'll try to get a go- I'll definitely play golf Sunday morning and then I'll go to the um, uh, Sabres and Tampa game uh, Tampa Bay Lightning game so yeah so three different sports um, basketball game or if you count golf yeah if you count golf yeah exactly oh, actually so, we're I mean, hitting a fifth tonight talking about football you're hitting every fucking sport bro yeah, I, hey, it's a it's a good week. I'm I'm looking for, I'm, I've been looking for this weekend for a long time. For a oh, I gotta months. say, dude, like uh, you've been traveling quite a bit, like watching a lot of football games last season, right, and whatnot. Right. And then this whole hiatus you're going for, like the whole week down the southeast coast. I mean, mm-hmm. I gotta take one of these trips with you, man. I mean, I feel like I'm just sitting here like a hermit in my house, and you're just living yeah, the life, hey. dude. Hey, you know you good people. Now. You know you good people. Owen's good kid. You know. Mm-hmm. Any, anytime, dude. I just uh, – I didn't do a lot of traveling in my 20s, and you could say that I didn't have much money, but that's 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 my own doing. That's nobody else's fault. I don't blame anybody else, but 
I was just being a lazy fucker. Excuse yeah. my language. Well, I mean, uh, unless um, you're like maybe a top one percent in your twenties, some of us don't make a shit ton of money. Right. That's for right. But 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 I did it to myself though. That I'm not gonna get too into it. But I, I did it to myself. I could have done better. But so I finally realized getting into my thirties, I was like, man, I haven't done anything. Like I hear all these people, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm gonna travel. I want to do some stuff. And once I went to like. I think I went to my first Bills game in 17 that I, let me rephrase that. I hadn't been to a Bills game in eight years from 09 to 17. And when I went to that game, I, I that's when it was like, okay, like I need to start doing more. I, I got a better job. I got a better job. Long story short, I got a better job than what I had. I need to do something other than just work. And so that's, that's my thing. Like just traveling and, you know, um, I don't know how many states I've crossed off since I've been doing this within the last few years. I mean, I think I've been, to, I think I counted, I think I've been to 28 states, if I'm not mistaken. And I probably, and I probably hit close to half within the last two years alone. That sounds about 25 so. more than what I've been seeing within the past few years. That's <laughs> story, you know? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, congrats. Have a good week with it. That's what I, I appreciate. It. I, I, I've been, I've honestly been looking forward to it for like two months. Like the last thing I did was that fucking crazy game that I went to in Buffalo, where I'm fucking four degrees and I'm screaming like a dumbass. Like thirty-five year old man should not be screaming that much, but I can't hey, stand New England. I can't stand New England. Legit last year, uh, Josh Allen and the Bills made a good ass. I mean, a great game. They yep. fell short against Kansas City in the playoffs, but it was just amazing in general. Like, that's yeah. what you want out of a QB, somebody who can literally, um, you know, give you that two-minute warning kind of deal, like driving down the field. But, I mean, he he displayed what – it gives you a lot of hope for that team. You already have the QB for the next 10 years at least, and then just mm-hmm. just keeping, it, keeping the wheels churning too. So it'll be interesting. Like uh, I was going to say, go ahead. I'll give you a quick. I was just going to say, it was funny, you know, so I think everybody knows by now Hicks. Um, Josh is my cousin and he's a big Chiefs fan. Uh, and after the game, I kind of just sat there for like five minutes and was just like in my own little world. And then I finally snapped out of it. And a little bit later on, Josh sends me a text and I could tell that, he had a good night and I'll just leave it at that. He might've had a few PBRs um, or whatever, whatever, <laughs> nah, whatever his all Virginia beer company. Little, there you uh, go. So, segue so he, to... had, he had, a, okay. he had a few Virginia beers and he sent me this t- long text. It was basically like, Hey man, like y'all played a great game. I love you. Like you guys are going to, you guys are going to win a Super Bowl. Like, you know, if it had been in Buffalo, like Buffalo won and he was like, Oh, uh, if this is too soon, my bad. And all I could do was just laugh. Like at yeah. 35, I just was like, all I could do was just laugh. And I just wrote back. I'm like, nah, dude, you're good, dude. Like I actually, it snapped out of me. Like I just started laughing, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens for the future. So absolutely, man. Got the squad to do it. That's for damn sure. So, all right. So talking about Buffalo, we, yeah. what we're doing tonight is we are hitting the AFC, uh, conference and we're basically going to talk about each team and the free agency ads that they've had and you know just get a little look of uh each team uh the roster and 
whether or not, you know, each team may have taken a step above or a step back when it comes mm-hmm. to their division and whatnot. So mm-hmm. without further ado, we'll start with the Buffalo Bills, obviously. Um, <laughs> what do you, so what do you think their best addition here on the offseason was? Well, we talked about it um, before we got on. I, I like, I like Jameson Crowder, but there's something about OJ Howard I like. I know he's been hurt. I know he hasn't really put up some big numbers uh, since his second year. But Dawson Knox and and listen, um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna go off topic. Dawson Knox had a really good season. And I and a lot of people like yourself, like Dan. I think a lot of guys like Josh were like, "Man, hey, Dawson Knox is going to be good." And I was like, "Nah, I don't just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Like, whatever. Like, he's a he's a he's a yards after the catch guy, which means he's a, he, they call him Mister Stiffarm, and because he's he's not the fastest, um, he doesn't get a lot of separation. But once he catches the ball, he can break some tackles. OJ Howard is the athletic of the two. Now, again, he's had injuries. Buffalo legit has one of the be- I'm just going to say it. they have one of the best training facilities and some of the best doctors in the entire NFL. And that was one of the reasons why he came to Buffalo because Buffalo had three guys that went on IR. Otherwise, they were fairly healthy and they've been healthy the last two years. They were even more healthy the year before. So, I like O.J. Howard. I know on paper you go, okay, he hasn't really done anything in three years, but I truly believe that O.J. Howard with the right doctors, right health team, O.J. Howard to be a legit threat for this team. And seeing how Buffalo is with their money, like he he's making one year $4 million a year. And then, like Crowder, uh, one year, four million a year. I or no, I'm sorry, OJ Howard, one year, three point five million. I truly believe that OJ Howard will get a good chance at being a impact on this team. So I like your, I like your Crowder move, uh, but there's something. But there's, I like, I know you said Crowder, and I and I agree, but there's something about OJ Howard that has me intrigued. It really does. Yeah, I mean, this is a great way for him to, you know, redeem kind of like how he was like a few years ago. Like he made a pretty yep. good impact. And yep. I mean, what better way to go to a team that's, you know, has a, a well thought out offense, you know, something that's got a lot of firepower in, in Josh Allen and a lot of weapons to go with it. And, and go ahead. I was just going to say, and, 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 as far as the running backs go, Devin Singletary is that guy. Is their guy? Is he the guy for the future? I don't know, but I know that they're still looking for a backup running back. Because I was really hoping Zach Moss would be good. It just hasn't clicked. So this is still a passing team. Make no mistake about it. This is still a pass happy offense. Uh, so you got Diggs. You got Gabriel Davis, who had a hell of a game in the AFC Divisional game. You got now McKenzie signed. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is a sleeper re-signing because he does a lot for the locker room. The guys love him. Uh, he had a hell of a game against uh, New England. The second game, or the only time they played in New England, he had 12 catches. That was when Beasley was out with uh, um, COVID. Um, 
Isaiah McKenzie, I think, is the sleeper um, signing because he does play that slot role just like Jameson Crowder. And I think they both can uh, rotate in or even be on the same field. I mean, you, you could have, again, you could have, I mean, it's going to be tough. Diggs, Davis, Crowder, Howard, Knox, McKenzie. I, I mean, yeah. and then I mean, you got, and then, I, and then you I'm got Duke Johnson. Cut, yeah, I'm going to cut yeah. in real quick. Like, I love the James Crowder edition. Like, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think he was solid in, uh, I think his latter years uh, when he was with Washington, but all throughout New York yep. Yep. when he was with the Jets, he was the main guy. I mean, he was yep. capable of being like the possession receiver, um, right. like somebody who's definitely going to hit the middle of the field while you still have digs. You can pretty much carve out the rest of the, um, the deep threat ability. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just, they got playmakers, you know, and I'm really excited and interested to see how they escalate because I think, to me, I think Jameson Crowder is uh, a step above. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Who was the wide receiver you signed? The old one you signed last year. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I think he's a step above him as long as he's healthy. I agree. I yeah. I just well, I mean, age factoring in, um, but I just think yep. he's he's got it, man. Um, it was really fun to watch him in New York, especially with him being like the only threat in ways. <laughs> And again, this goes back. This goes back to OJ Howard. Crowder's missed a few games, not as much as Howard, but this goes back to having a world class health facility or health uh, team doctors. Jameson Crowder gets with these doctors. It, it's very, very could very well. Both guys could play sixteen or all seventeen games. I mean, like I said, it's most of the time. It's it's the injuries are the serious ones. They never have like the you know, oh, well, they missed a game or missed two games. It's always like, it's always going to be, I mean, it's basically, hey, they're either out for the rest of the season, like Tredavious White, or uh, they lost Ike Butterker, who uh, hurt his, uh, or torn his Achilles. It's always a series of injuries. But other than that, they're very, they've been very healthy the past, I would even say 2019 when this whole thing started. Yeah. So they get, so I like it from a standpoint of, okay, let's see with a real, what world-class doctors, what can they do? Yeah. And actually, uh, we, you were talking about Duke Johnson, like a little bit older back, but I mean, he's still a great pass, uh, passing down back. So I like that for sure. Um, he could complement uh, Singletary pretty well. Yeah. Uh, And I think he ran the ball. Yeah. I was gonna say he ran the ball well at the end of the season for the dolphins. Cause I've never been, I'm sorry. I've never been a miles Gaskin fan. So Duke Johnson got his opportunity and he played really well. He ran, he ran for like a hundred yards against uh, new England. I think he had two 100 yard games and he ran really well. So, yeah. Um, so we did, you did have a couple of uh, QBs. I think you, did you guys already have Matt Barkley on the, the team? They just, uh, no, year? no. So he was on the team in 19 and 20 and then they went Trubisky last year, and he kind of bounced around, and they mm-hmm. brought him back uh, this year. Gotcha. And then uh, Case Keenum, I thought, was a nice little trade uh, to pick him up. It was only for yeah. a seventh-round pick. And right. honestly, I think he's a great backup. If something were to happen Which, to um, Josh Allen, like he can definitely 
keep the team afloat for a good couple of games during the season. Those w. Absolutely. And two things with that is, is that the pick they gave up was not the original pick. They got that from Atlanta uh, when they traded Lee Smith to them last year. So that was not their original pick. Hmm. And Case Keenum was a part of one of the greatest plays in Minnesota Vikings history. The Minneapolis miracle with one Stefan Diggs. So there's a there's a connection there with uh, both quarterbacks. So I, I agree with you. I like I like both signings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, besides the offense, the two notable uh, signings defensive wise, Von Miller, Shaq Lawson. Uh-huh. I mean, I yes, yes, they might be rotational uh, pieces on the defense, but I think those are pretty good pickups, man. I love, listen, Shaq Lawson, uh, uh, unlike my stepdad, Shaq Lawson <laughs> and his la- or played four years with the Buffalo Bills. For those that don't know, he was part of the Rex Ryan era, which I thought would he would have been gone because the Bills basically just got rid of everybody. He stayed on three years after Bean and um, McDermott came back. In the last year, he had six and a half sacks, 13 tackles for loss, 18 quarterback hits. He wasn't the full-time starter. He didn't play 100. He was he was rotating in. And then they wanted to re-sign him at 20, but he was commanding about $10 million per year. They didn't want to do it. So he comes back after two lackluster seasons and now is back with Leslie Frazier, back with McDermott. Um, I'm excited to see what he can bring back to the table. They also brought in... Uh, Jordan Phillips, who's a D tackle, he had nine and a half sacks back in 19 and then again had two lackluster years. So they bring back a couple of guys that had lackluster years but are familiar with the team. Uh, and then they brought back uh, or they signed Daquan Jones, a D tackle from Tennessee, who's a run stuffing uh, D tackle. They sucked at run, stopping the run. And then Tim Settle, who's from Virginia Tech, is another run stuffing D tackle they got from the what were they called last year? The football team, not the commanders, the football team. But he was playing behind Matt Ioannidis, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. He was never going to get in. He was never going to get in. So, um, but yeah, Vaughn Miller, what a game changer. <laughs> um, listen, I, I hate the six-year contract, but it's, it's an option out of the third year. It's uh, three years, $52 million. And listen, if somehow they get one Super Bowl out of him for that, then guess what? He's done what he then he's done what he came here to do. Yeah, so. exactly. And he's a great veteran to help lead that defense as well. Um, yeah, that's exactly because what I like. because they got Boogie Basham in the second round last year. They got Greg Russo in the first round last year. They're both very young guys. They still got AJ Epineza from two years ago. So <laughs> get to be able to learn from a guy like Vaughn Miller who has 115 career sacks. It's it's the old saying is if you can't. If you can't succeed after learning after this guy, then you probably it's you're just not cut out. So this is a perfect this is a perfect guy to learn from. So yeah. Um, anything else you want to bring up about the team? I know they got a little bit of a few additions of the offensive line, and also a few more in defense. Or is that something? Anything yeah, that appeals yeah. to you that helps out for the offense or? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they signed Roger Saffold, who uh, is a 33-year-old guard, but he's, so he's been around the league for a while, but he played for the new offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer, 
So he basically got cut from the Titans because his cap hit was like 10 to 15 million. Hmm. Titans didn't want to, Titans felt like they wanted to go a different route. And now they signed him for like one year, like four or five million. And like I said, now he's playing with his old O line coach. So I like that. And he's a, he's a run blocker, uh, a run grader, as I say. And I'll just say one more thing and we can move on. Stephon Diggs got paid. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, four four years, ninety six million dollar extension, which now he is making close to twenty one million in average. It seems like he is happy. There was a lot of talk that he wasn't happy, so you can decipher however you want out of that. Um, well, I think like he's a lot happier than he was when he was in Minnesota, and I think the team is yes. letting him. Uh, is letting him know, especially with that signing too. Um, yes. How old is he now? Is he 28 yet? 28. Yep. Yeah. You're absolutely right. 28. He'll be so, uh, 29 in November. Yeah. So. so I mean, this is a this is great. I mean, this because he you could see like after every loss in the playoffs the past couple of years, he's one of the last ones to leave the field because he just leaves there in awe and shock. Like he's destined to want to win a Super Bowl. Like oh, he get, he gives a shit. He, yeah. he, he legit gives a shit. I will say that. He yeah. wants to get paid, but he gives a shit. Right. So, and, and he's I mean, made Josh, he's made Josh, he's helped Josh become what he is. So. Oh, big time, dude. Big time. I mean, Josh Allen, we've always said he wasn't the most accurate passer, but yeah. I, he did absolutely uh, excel within the past couple of years, but I think Stefan Diggs definitely helped him out. You know, even if it Absolutely. was a little bit overthrown, underthrown, or thrown far to the right or the left. Like, right, right. Stefan Diggs definitely makes him look a lot better. It's kind of like how Rodgers, I mean, he said, Devontae Adams makes me better. So, I mean, yep. these wide receivers yep. are definitely icing on the cake sometimes for each team. Um, yeah. Yep. But, the only thing, I'll just say, uh, I did say, <laughs> one more thing is it'll be interesting to see if they give Jordan Poyer, who, I'm sorry, guys, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde is the best safety duo. Mm-hmm. Tell me otherwise. So yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, extend them or not. So that's I'm a big uh, that's Jordan all Poyer fan, bigger fan of his wife. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I let me mean, tell he's you, he's always been pretty uh, excellent on defense, dude. That's for sure. I, I got a, I got a really funny story. I know we're getting really bills heavy on this, but my stepdad is very, very loyal to my stepmom, obviously. But one day he comes to me, and goes, you know. I told your mother that Jordan Poyer's wife, she's hot. And, I'm, and like I said, if you knew my stepdad, it's just very out of the realm for him to say that about another woman. But mm-hmm. he says it about my mom, which is weird, obviously. But for him to say that, I said, I said, I said, Mike, you really said that about like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, Jordan Poyer's wife. Oh, yeah, she's hot. So it, it, it's funny if you know who he is. It's, he's just. Oh yeah, any man will tell you. Any straight man will tell you that, dude. She's she's fine as fuck. Like, uh, so yeah, she's one of the ones that like. uh, It don't matter who you're around. You're like, God damn, (laughs) (laughs) it's a fucking board ranger. But yeah, I'm good. Definitely fire, man. She's pretty. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's move it on away from Buffalo and uh, let's head on down to florida with the miami dolphins so can i say something, can I say something real quick absolutely I'm, 
I'm gonna try to not be biased towards non. I'm gonna try to be non-biased towards the fact I can't stand either of these three teams. Anyways, let's go on. All right. Well, um, if you want to, you can just like stop nah, the attire, attire you're already in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway. Find my uh, closest New York Jets, Miami Dolphins hat for each one. You <laughs> said. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, all right, so the biggest addition for Miami, which will definitely help out Tua in the passing game, is obviously Tyreek Hill when they acquired yeah. him in a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs. In exchange for a 2022 first, second, and fourth round pick, and a 2023 fourth and sixth rounder. So that's five picks for the man right there. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! He Lord. did agree to a four-year, one hundred twenty million dollar extension, seventy-two point two million guaranteed. He makes the offense better, man. He is the one of the top three wide receivers in the league, and he absolutely makes this passing game a whole heck of a lot better. Um, absolutely, yeah. So it's it, this is on Tua now. He's got the weapons. He's yep. pretty much got a whole. <laughs> he's got a hell of a team surrounding him right now. Yeah. Um, and then go ahead. I was just going to say, I was just going to probably go to what you were about to say. I've they added Chase Edmonds and I've always been a Chase Edmonds guy. I really have. I think that I'm glad he's going to, he's probably going to be the guy now. And I know they got Mostert, but you know, again, not everything's about money, but if you look at the contracts, if you got a $28 million quarterback and you got a $2 million quarterback, who's probably going to start? Sure. Probably, you know, so in this case, Chase Edmonds got paid a little more than Mostert, but Chase Edmonds, I mean, he averaged five and a half yards per carry last year uh, in a um, one-two role with Connor. Um, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which that's how he was better. He was, he was more of a pass catcher um, first couple of years. And I think he's kind of, he continues to develop as a runner, but he's getting better as a runner. Uh, yeah, but he's he's, a, he's an absolute like he could be an all around back. He's a little small for that, but right. he's good in the passing game and good at running in yep. general. Um, I think he's definitely going to exceed Raheem Mostert just for the simple fact that Mostert did get that did get that one year deal, but that's mainly because he has been injured and he's a little bit older. So right. he's definitely a good right. depth piece for the running game, uh, as they have uh, Miles Gaskins too for that team. So the backfield is kind of going to be a carousel. So it's going to be yeah. something to where um, it's going to be hard to want to let alone choose one of these running backs when drafting for fantasy and mm-hmm. seeing which one is going to be dynamic or the one heading the three-man uh, backfield too. Um, well, do they, and, do they and still I- have Malcolm Brown? I don't know if he was on a one-year or two-year last year. He might not be with them right now. He might not be with them, but I was going to say the one thing and their new head coach was the offense coordinator in San Fran and San Fran has always seemed to find a good running back. It doesn't matter. I mean, most a perfect example. He was an undrafted from Purdue. He got cut at least six times once by the Dolphins. By, and I think he's actually from Florida, if I'm not mistaken, grew up in Florida, got cut by his hometown team. Then he goes to San Fran and he latches on. He ends up being, what was he, the NFC Championship MVP back in uh, 2020, I think it was, mm-hmm. the uh, 2020 NFC Championship game. 
And then last year, they draft Trey Sermon in the second round, and Elijah Mitchell ends up being the starter. Seventh rounder, yeah. Seventh rounder. So Mike McDaniel, if if you know, if they want to balance offense, Mike McDaniel is a perfect guy to get this running game going. Because again, I just I've never been a Miles Gaskin fan. That's just me personally. But Mike McDaniel is a perfect guy for finding these rough, uh, these diamonds in the rough at running back. And Chase Edmonds, I don't think he got drafted that high. I, I can't remember. He's a fifth round, fourth or fifth rounder. Fourth or, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he came, he came from Fordham University, which I don't know if they've ever put out anybody. But right. um, well, that no, addition no, of Alec good. Ingold is definitely something that, uh, as nope. him as a fullback, is definitely something that is taken from that 49ers offense, you know? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, absolutely. Plus, obviously, we like we talked about with Raheem Mostert coming from uh, San Fran, too. So, I mean, this is something for the, uh, the Dolphins head coach to at least, you know, grasp a hold of somebody who might not already know the offense. You know, yes, so, I mean, absolutely. there's maybe a good way. I mean, now that we put this back into perspective, there may be a good way to where Raheem Mostert might start for the offense, or you might see a little bit more glimpses from him within the first few games. And then, you know, mm-hmm. when Edmonds, uh, whether it's Gaskins, they probably just ease them into it. But I, it's, there's a good chance that Raheem Mostert, if healthy, he can pretty much just uh, be dynamic right off the bat just for, you know, first couple of games. Because like, <laughs> like his health is not going to be that. No. There's a, there's a lot of speed on this offense. <laughs> there is a ton of of speed, Edmonds, Mostert, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, even, even like, I, I'm a fan of Cedric Wilson. I, I mean, I know he was the fourth receiver in Dallas, but he was another guy that just seemed to, um, to take advantage of his opportunities. And listen, for a fourth wide receiver, he got, uh, I think he got three years, 22 million. So, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not mad at him. I, I'm not I mean, mad at him for that. Great, great depth piece. Uh, he could be yep. someone who can pretty much be in those three wide receiver sets. They do have yep. Trent Sherfield, who was um, – was he with the 49ers or the Cardinals last yep. year? Nope. Uh, may have been with the Cardinals, but he started out with the 49ers. Right. So uh, they did uh, sign him to a one-year deal and also Preston yep. Williams. They re-signed him to a one-year deal. He showed That's glimpses. Yeah, yeah, he showed glimpses, but he's been pretty pretty much injured just about every season. Uh, I think he only played half a season each year. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just there's pretty good death pieces here too. And also with Mike Gusecki signing the free franchise tag, you yep. have him there and also yep. uh, Durham Smythe, who did resign with the team as well. Uh, yeah, man, just a, I think all around good team. Uh, we did forget to mention, like if Tua does some reason not benefit through this, they can definitely yep. replace him with Teddy Bridgewater since they signed him on a one year, 6.5 yep. million, uh, yep. contract. And the biggest thing for me, and again, not trying to be a hater. I'm just speaking facts. I think the biggest thing with the dolphins is going to be Tua and the offensive line. Um, their offensive line gave up 40 sacks last year. Mm. So more than two a game, let alone, and here comes the Bills plug, another plug, Bills plug. No the way. First time, <laughs> no way. The first time they played the Bills, they gave up 25 pressures. Jeez. 
And you let's just think. There's think about usually uh, maybe about an average of 50 snaps from the offensive side of the ball. So I mean, that's half. Yep. You 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 hit you were you were yep. I was just about to say that nine of them came from AJ Epineza, who I looked up. He only had four other pressures in the entire season. Mm. So nine pressures given up to a third string defense end. They gave up the most. They gave up the most quarterback pressures in the entire NFL. They gave up 238 quarterback pressures. Was he a rotational uh, defense end? He was, but yeah, he was absolutely. He was, but nine and one game for a rotational guy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's that's not good. And then they had the. I saw they had the worst uh, pass blocking grade of any offensive line. So again, they look, I mean, they look stellar as far as the weapons and definitely could rival with Buffalo. There's no question about it, but it all comes down to quarterback play and their offensive line. Their offensive line has got to be better, which they did sign Teron Armstead, a left tackle. Uh, He got paid pretty good. Five years, 75 million. His biggest question from what I heard is just his health. So if he can stay on the football field, he's one of the best linemen, one of the best tackles in the game. And then uh, they signed Connor Williams from the Cowboys who he's, he's okay. I mean, you know, um, he's okay. I'll, I'll just say he's okay, but uh, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down for the Dolphins is offensive line and um, quarterback. Yeah. Well, Teron Armstead, he's definitely one of the uh, best left tackles in football right now. It's just whether or not he can keep, uh, you know, stay healthy throughout all these uh, 17 games, throughout the games of the season. So um, without further ado, uh, if we're good here, I say we move on up back north to New England Patriots. Okay. Uh, So – I think the biggest one, since we were just talking about Miami, they did trade Devontae Parker uh, yep. to the Patriots yep. for along with a fifth-round pick in exchange for a 2023 third-rounder. So, mm-hmm. Parker, yeah. uh, he's had some glimpses throughout his career. Yep. So, yep. it's not like – it's not like he's completely fantasy relevant or ir- irrelevant too. It's just, I want to say either a, it's a team that has for the dolphins. It's a team that's basically had not had a legitimate quarterback and B the other weapons around him. Well, three and C uh, it's just the fact that his health was a factor. Yep. Yep. Match. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Parker, he can pretty much be like a Marvin Jones type, you know, 50-50 catch. He's pretty legit at that. Uh, decent speed, decent breakaway, but he's more so contested catch was like what his game was pretty much back then. And that, but, uh, that's a great that's a great analogy because they both, and I'm not being mean, but they both have only had one 1,000-yard season. But there was a lot of times, again, I watched Miami when they played Buffalo. And he lines up, and Tredavious White has been lined up against him. And he's actually won a few of the battles against Tredavious White. I mean, it's great. As, as much as I love Tredavious White, there have been times where Devontae Parker, they play each other twice a year, where there's been a game of one of the two games where he's won the battle against Tredavious White. So it's there. He had 1,100 yards back in 2019. But it's, like you said, it's a quarterback play, but it's also the health. And – 
time's not on his side. He's 29 years old. I mean, obviously, he's still got great receivers at 29 years old, like Cup and Devontae and DeAndre Hopkins, but those guys have managed to stay healthy. Devontae's health is not it hasn't been it's it hasn't been it hasn't been quite the same since 2019 so true and uh too i mean Devonte parker kind of adds an addition to an already you know mediocre kind of wide receiver core i mean they could have signed somebody like a jarvis landry you know maybe even a odell beckham or somebody like that um but the thing is well, like i think jarvis kind of has the same game type uh when it comes to somebody like Nelson Aguilar like they're both like mm-hmm. slot receivers pretty much play the middle yeah. of the field that kind of deal yeah. so I think Parker kind of gives them uh what they thought in Keel Harry could have been oh, maybe a little bit yeah. older version of that so right I mean he's he might have some fantasy relevance I'm not really gonna look forward to getting him or buying him saying something yeah. like dynasty but um who knows? Well, maybe they were something that could kind of ramp up the offense and give like Mac Jones another decent uh, wide receiver forward. Well, receiver. they they were um, they were linked to like Allen Robinson and like DJ Chark, and they just they let them slip out. They let them slip through their fingers because yeah. I, I was seeing I was seeing a lot of DJ Chark in New England, and I was seeing a lot of um, Allen Robinson. And I mean, obviously, being a Bills fan, I was happy that they didn't get him, but. I'm like, I mean, as a Patriot fan, I'm probably going, okay, what are we doing? Because it's like you said, in my eyes, they have a couple of number twos and a couple of number threes. They don't have a number one. Right. They, I mean, they, they, they don't have an elite number one. Like I said, do I like Jacoby Myers? Sure, I like him, but I don't like him as my number one. Right. And right now, he's probably their number one. Uh, unless you want to consider Parker, but before the Parker trade, he's their number one. And if he's your number one, eh, yeah, know. I'm hoping something like, uh, I mean, for this team, they already have pretty two legit tight ends and Hunter yeah. Henry and Johnny Smith. So, I mean, but the they pieces, need to do, they need yeah. to, the pieces around, they need, uh, Mac Jones are not bad. They did, no, but, I was just going to say, they need to do a better job of involving Jonu Smith. From the games I saw, he had a couple of good games, but there was a lot of games where he was invisible. And it was, and it was the Hunter Henry show compared to him. So I think, they, I think part of it is they need to do a better job of, of using Jonu Smith, of using Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, too. Hunter Henry was a better tight end, but sometimes there was a lot of games where they were invisible. So they do need to do a better job of of um, involving them in the game plan. Right. Uh, so this is interesting too with uh, New England, who I think Belichick even said there's a good possibility that he might be the offensive coordinator too or make the offensive. I heard calls. that. I heard that. So, yeah, I heard uh, since that. They lost their coordinator who's now signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, they did re sign James White to a two year deal. Ty Montgomery mm-hmm. signed as well. But I think mm-hmm. there's kind of two of the same hybrid in ways. Absolutely. Uh, it makes a really deep backfield because they have Ramondre yeah. Stevenson and Damian Harris. <sighs> right. So, yeah. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I guess maybe you can say or argue that 
these two signings in the running back of Ty Montgomery and James White, they pretty much can be the passing down backs. Whereas Ramondre yeah. and Damian Harris can specify more so in the run game. And it's interesting to me because, yeah, the Ty Montgomery really interested me because, like you said, they, they should they should have gone after a number one wide receiver. But I looked it up. James White only played three games. And Ty Montgomery actually played, was healthy each of the games the last two years. Yeah. And they're the same age. So there's not, there's not, it's not like, oh, well, Ty Montgomery's 24 years old and James White's 30 years old. No, Ty Montgomery's actually 29. But he's remained healthy the past two years. And like you said, you make a great point. They are the same type of, uh, type of back. Right. I wasn't sure, too. Was James White, is that last year when his father passed away and he just took time off, or was it the year before? Um, I'm not entirely too sure. I'm entirely not sure. I thought it was last year. I know the year before he, he had a baby. Uh, him and his wife had a baby. Yeah, but, he pretty um, much missed all of last season, so I think that might have been an injury. Okay. Yeah, senior year only played three games, but um. So yeah, that 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 uh, move kind of interests me on how that's going to play out between Montgomery and uh, James White. Yeah, he had a uh, hip subla subluxation, so that yeah, okay, he definitely was okay, out last Great. last year because of that. It was a year prior when I think his father passed too. Um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, they did uh re-sign Brian Hoyer, who's a fairly decent backup as well. Mm -hmm. um, Trent yeah. Brown, who I think was uh, definitely a necessity to re-sign him for a two-year deal. Absolutely. Um, so anything you want to discuss further with the team? Again, I mean, I think, I think they're missing that number one receiver. I mean, that was pretty evident in uh, – <laughs> The wild card playoff game again. They got they got some nice pieces, but they don't have that number one tight end. I mean, number one tight end, number one wide receiver. Uh, and again, I think Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith are two of the better tight ends in this league, especially Hunter Henry. Um, but they got to get more involved. Uh, I know Hunter Henry had 600 yards, but Jonu Smith, I, I don't know the stats on him, but it just seemed like the games I watch, like is he even playing. So they, yeah. they need to get, they, they need to get that number one uh, elite receiver and um, they need think, it. They need it. They, oh, I was going to say, I yeah, I think they were uh, trying to go back from 10 years ago to the tight end duo. They had mm -hmm. Rob Gronkowski right. and uh, Aaron Hernandez yep. too. They didn't really I agree. pan out the way they did in oh, prior yeah. years. But I mean, right. the, the league is evolving on offense year to year, man. And it seems like Absolutely. Belichick and, and company is basically just still with the old school mentality in ways. So, and, uh -huh. and listen, and, and I can't stand the Patriots, but I'll give credit where credit's due. Matt Jones had a good year. Yeah, absolutely. He, he I think he had a fine year. year. I mean, I, and this shows you how much I know, I thought of the top five quarterbacks that went last year, I thought he was the worst one. And he was, uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm drawing a blank. He was probably the best of them. Oh, you're saying he was the worst one drafted, you think? Like, uh, yeah, you, yeah, out of the top Lawrence. five, you thought he was the fifth best one out of those? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I can definitely see that. I mean, you do have Trevor Lawrence, who basically kind of took a step back. That was a whole big fiasco of Urban Meyer. Right. And then uh, (laughs) Zach Wilson, obviously, uh, with the Jets, uh, do they ever progress as a team with that organization? Yeah, you do have (laughs) Mac Jones. uh, Justin Fields had glimpses, pretty much played the last part of the season last year, and we didn't really see much of Trey Lance yet. Um, yeah. And whether he's going to start this year, too. So that's all right. up in the air. But um, I would say he's yeah, a, I I would he say, a really good season. I thought he had a good season. And we'll get to another rookie quarterback, Davis Mills. But we'll get to that. You know, we'll get to that a little bit later. But, yeah, I, I, I got I to give credit. Mac Jones had a good season. Mm-hmm. So We'll see how it pans out this year. But let's mosey on to the New York Jets. You New, New York football Jets. Will we see – an up-and-coming rise in this team ever? No. Probably not. Well, I, I mean, you, hey, wait, 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 time out. Yeah. You're supposed to be non-biased. Oh, that's, that's right. That's, my bad. My bad. Yes, yes. they're going to they're, they're gonna get way better. <laughs> Can't wait. Right, so let's – Uh, I don't really know what the best addition was here. They did make uh, three additions that I like. I mean, one is a re-signing from Braxton Berrios. I do like Braxton Berrios. He's kind of mm-hmm. progressing as a wide receiver. Um, yep. Great at uh, developing space um, and giving uh, Zach uh, Wilson like a pretty good, solid number three, maybe number wide receiver two kind of kind of piece right there. Uh, Tyler mm-hmm. Conklin and yep. CJ Uzama, yep. both pretty decent signings. Yeah. I kind of like that. Uh, why these guys signed with the team, I don't know. You went from two... <laughs> Pretty damn good teams to the Jets. So, I don't know. To me, if I'm playing in a league, I want to sign a decent deal with a great team. I don't want to go backwards or feel like I'm going, you know, to a dumpster fire of an organization. So, I don't know about Conklin, but I read something. We're being biased, non-biased. Yeah. Go ahead. Well... Well, I don't know about Conklin, but I read somewhere where Uzuma was uh, dating that Kay Adams from Good Morning uh, from yeah, um, I did read that Good too. Morning Football. So, of course, there was the memes of oh, you went you went to New York for for a female. So, um, I don't know if that's true, but that I mean that's the only thing I've heard as far as the Uzuma camp is that he's dating Kay Adams and. Well, That's why we see her uh, blushing when she's talking about him in Good Morning Football or whatever it's called, um, and or if she we see him and see her in New York games, we'll know for damn sure. Yeah, but uh, she's uh, a but great far, chick, man. I, I think she's cute. Oh, she's very very attractive, and she knows her football. But um, yeah, that makes uh, her attractive. But it's too, for sure. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Conklin, I, I you know I don't know, but um, yeah, no, th- those are my two favorite signings is the two tight ends because listen. The Jets have had a black hole at tight end for, I don't know, years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Uh, Kyle Brady comes to mind, and that's been about 15, 20, 20 years ago. So um, tight end was definitely a, definitely a need. I think a lot of people were hoping that Chris Hernan was going to be something for them, and yeah, that's just that was just a train wreck. That was a train wreck. So uh, I'm with you on that. Uh, I do like for the Jets, if I'm a Jets fan, I do like Lakin Tomlinson, for, uh, the offensive guard. 
Um, he's one of the better linemen. Uh, three years, forty million from San Fran. Um, again, what's San Fran known for? They're known for mostly running the football. They're mostly running the football and setting up the pass. Um, and they got a young running back in Michael Carter, who he showed some glimpse. He sh- he had a couple of good games. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. And yeah, oh, I know, I know you're a fan for sure. So, and this is a this is a uh, I think. Like I said, I like the tight ends signings, but this one is a this one's a really good one. Uh, again, young quarterback needs a lineman like a Tomlinson needs a star lineman to protect him, and Michael Carter needs a uh, run grader, as they call it, in Tomlinson. So I do really like this move for the Jets. If I was a Jets fan, um, <laughs> but no, this is a really this is a really good move for the Jets because again, their offensive line they've done a bunch of moves with their offensive line, it just never seemed to. Because last year against the Bills in the last game, Zach Wilson got crushed like nine times, got sacked nine times. You get a guy like Tomlinson, he's going to make your line better. He's going to make – he's going to give Tom, uh, Zach Wilson another second or two, which which makes a difference. May, believe it or not, that may not seem like much, but another second or two makes a difference in the world when it comes to throwing the football. Yeah, definitely, dude. I agree to that. So uh, They did uh, pre-sign Mike White. And yep. Joe Flacco as well. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, fairly decent backups. Uh, Mike White did have a pretty damn good uh, game. I can't remember who it was against, but he... Cincinnati. Yeah, he turned on the Jets, Four. man. And huh, No pun intended. And basically just <laughs> like... Uh, and, I mean, he had most of us questioning whether uh, they should start him or Zach Wilson, but he did come down to... Uh, come back down to earth... Uh, I think the next following game. Yeah. Sense the bills. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just, that's just an interesting piece. Uh, I think he's just a great backup for them to have for right now. Yeah. Joe, Joe Flacco, you can't hurt with Joe Flacco. At least you get some, you know, you get some knowledge from him. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a good, he's a good, good player, to, good person to have for knowledge. And, uh, and you know, and they and they resigned on they resigned Tevin Coleman, who I thought, um, you know, I was not a fan after the 2020 season. And he had a couple of good, he had a game or two with the Jets, but he's another depth piece, another guy that Michael Carter can lean on. Um, you know, so I think it's a good depth piece. Um, he's probably got another year or two. I think he's like 28 years old. So I, I do like that signing from a uh, depth from a depth standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not. Well, I'll go back and I'll say I'm not a huge Tevin Coleman fan. He's kind of, to me, just a body on the team in the backfield. But yeah, I get you. Yeah. No, I'm not uh, a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. But, you know, I definitely don't want him starting for sure. I don't want him starting. But um, I think the only times he did was when Ty Johnson and both. uh, Why am I forgetting his name? Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Michael Carter. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just when they were down. Uh, but yeah, he's a good depth piece. Um, still, I mean, kind of just slow. You can see just the tread just falling off in this guy. Every, every oh, it's year. yeah. No, no. He, he, yeah. He's not going to be a D'Angelo Williams and play till he's like 35 or 36, but, uh, <laughs> for, but you still got to have a veteran running back. Cause it's, it's like you said, there was Ty Johnson. It's like Michael, Michael P Ryan. They're all, they're all un, uh, under, I think 25 years old. So you got to have that veteran running back in your um in your offense yeah definitely 
like a like like a moster like a moster with Miami. Buffalo has um, Taiwan Jones. Uh, the Patriots have James White and um, Ty Montgomery. So, right. So let's uh, let's follow this through. Like, uh, so we just finished with the uh, AFC East. So, which team do you think progressed? Uh, you can say the most. Which one the least? Um, I'd like to say, I mean, just to, right off the bat, I think Buffalo is still top dog for sure. I think Miami made a significant jump with the additions they've gotten. Um, yeah. That definitely puts mm-hmm. them not head to head with Buffalo, but just a small tier down. I think, um, especially with that Tyreek, that Tyreek sign definitely puts them well above uh, New England now. And also, I mean, Absolutely. the Jets are still bottom of the barrel to me. Yeah, because again, the Jets, do they have a clear cut number one wide receiver right now? I mean, I guess Corey Davis, but he's hurt and you don't know you don't know if Zach Wilson's gonna progress. Mm-hmm. Um New England, again, like I said, they don't have a number one clear wide receiver. Miami, like you said, Tyreek, Buffalo, Stefan. Um no, Miami, I think Miami from a offensive standpoint may have the bigger move uh and the better off season or the better free agency than anybody in the division i would say on the defensive side of the ball i'm gonna be biased and i'm gonna say buffalo because i mean vaughn vaughn miller is a guy that buffalo's been looking for for years i mean and i mean years it's probably been the last the last double digit i looked this up the last double digit guy was mario williams in 2014 hot damn hot damn yes <laughs> so, um, so like I said, from an offense standpoint, there's no question about it. Miami gets the nod as far as offensive offseason moves, addressing the running back, addressing the wide receivers, basically just bringing back the tight ends, and then and they also and they also brought a couple of other linemen. But defensively, I gotta give the nod to Buffalo because of Vaughn. Um, as far as like, well, I think the, I want to go back yeah. to the Jets. Like, I mean, their wide receiver court isn't bad. It's just, can they, like Elijah Moore, um, Braxton Berrios, Corey Davis, not entirely too bad. Like, I mean, plus plus with the addition of CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin, it's not horrible. It's just, can they make that next step above? You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. I think. Would you rather have? Would you rather have the wide receiver core for the Jets or the Patriots? I know you're going to ask me. Oh, man. Um, I might have to say the Jets, man. Just Elijah Moore just puts them like that, like a little tad bit above to me. Hear me out. I'm going to say Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. But like you said, correct. But Elijah Moore is a way more electric than any of the Patriot receivers. Because they all, basically all of them, except for maybe Myers, they're all kind of the same type of receiver. Um, I think Elijah Moore is like a quicker Jarvis Landry, in a way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I say New England now, but... Corey Davis does get back because Corey Davis did miss a couple games. And then, yeah, I think Elijah Moore wasn't he hurt. So I think by the end of the season, we'll be saying that Jets will have a better receiver core. 
I, I can get with that. I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season, we or the beginning of the season, we see Julio Jones as a new New England Patriot. I wouldn't be surprised. I've, heard, I've heard, I've heard that, I've heard that too. I've heard mm-hmm. that as well. Right. Well, it's going to be an interesting division. Like I said, it's definitely Buffalo Bills, um, and then Miami, basically uh, feeding off of that. Like in general, this whole AFC uh, conference is going to be a dive, like fucking yes. loaded, dude. So you yes. have to yes. win your division because you got the AFC North and the AFC West that are fucking stacked. Every single team. So yep. this is going to be big. Like you have to win your division uh, in the and, AFC. And I'll I'll go further. I'll even say that you might have to win fourteen games to to get the number one seed. At least. And that's going to be hard in that uh, in the AFC, man. Yeah, NFC, yeah. NFC. Like, there's probably three good teams in the NFC. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to say Tampa Bay since Tom Brady's back. Um, right. The Rams. Right. Yep. I mean, you could still say San Francisco. Sure. Well, I'll give you a handful. San Francisco, um, Arizona, obviously, is pretty decent. And yep. then I want to yep. say you don't even know if the Packers can win the North with the wide receivers they got right now. I agree. I agree. AS, or the NFC East is a fucking dumpster fire half the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to say. Yeah. Well, let's get out of NFC. This is all AFC right here, brother. Let's. Uh, I mean, let's just go to the Baltimore Ravens because they didn't really make too many moves. They did no. sign a three-year deal with Patrick Ricard, who was a bona fide, really good uh, fullback for them. Uh, definitely helps out on the uh, rushing game. So, anything you want to say about the team? There's not much to pull through. Yeah, well, I'll give Dan his. Uh, he didn't want to. Do, Dan didn't want to do this because he didn't want to be biased in the AFC North, which I thought that was really funny. He sent that in our group text. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, Patrick Ricard is is a legit football player, and that's the and that's the that's the biggest compliment you could give to an NFL player, just like a basketball player. If you say, "Hey, you are a legit basketball player," like that's the biggest uh, compliment you can give to someone, and that's what Patrick Ricard is. Um, yeah, they signed Morgan Moses, who's from most of the guys on the Flug from Richmond, Virginia, uh, Meadowbrook High School. Um, plays offensive tackle. Uh, they got Michael Pierce, uh, D tackle, who was with the Ravens for the first four years of his career. He had a, he only had three sacks, but he's a D tackle. I mean, unless you're Aaron Donald, you're not gonna, your D tackle is not meant to get double digit ta- double digit sacks. He's supposed to clear, he's supposed to uh, clear space for the linebackers to move. He's supposed to take on one or two uh, blockers so that your pass rushers get one on one. So I mean, that's that's. Um, you know, so that's okay. And then Marcus Williams, uh, safety from the Saints, five years, uh, seventy million. Um, he had he's had fifteen interceptions in four seasons. Um, he's had thirty six pass breakups, uh, thirty six pass breakups, and that's and that's pretty good for a safety. Um, uh, God bless my Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. I think they only have like nineteen or twenty one. So he's already got fifteen, and he's not twenty six years old yet. Um, he's a good player. Um, so, uh, I think, um, you know, 
they lost Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters to injuries, but and that's why they probably didn't go corner because they expect them to be fully and Dan probably would know. Um, they expect them to be fully healthy by the time um, training camp happens. And Marlon Humphrey is one of the best corners when healthy. I mean, he's a stud. Yeah. Um, and, and Marcus Peters is a ball hawk too. He's getting up there in age. I think he's 29, 30 years old, but he's still a ball hawk. So, um, yeah, I mean, from a standpoint of getting a safety, Marcus Williams, uh, I mean, because let's be honest, Ed Reed is one of the best safeties to ever play the game. Uh, there's a tradition in Baltimore that they usually have a good safety or two. So that was a really good signing. So uh, that's all I got. Right. I mean, with the Ravens, too, uh, the whole offense is pretty much legit and stacked in general. They have mm-hmm. basically like a plethora of wide receivers on the, on the team. I mean, you can mm-hmm. say Hollywood Brown is their number one, uh, but right. they don't really need any free agent additions on the team when it comes to that. Uh, I guess you could say the running back uh, room as well. It's pretty decent when you have J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, you know. I mean, you did see a little bit of a glimpse of a Tyson Williams and stuff last year, but yep. uh, he kind of fell off. But with Lamar there, I like Tyler Huntley as a backup. Like, he's a legit, I did too. Almost like a, a legit, uh, small, lesser version of Lamar Jackson. Lamar, uh, I agree. He probably does pass a little bit better than Lamar, but he's just not as dynamic. But yeah, uh, yeah with, you have Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay doesn't get his uh, doesn't get his respect. I think he's a great uh, wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they're trying to trade Miles Boykin, and still, I mean, you got one of the best tight ends in the game with Mark Andrews too. So I mean, they're pretty oh, much already, they're still stacked and whatnot. I think they just need to make some defensive adju- adjustments, you know, to especially to especially to basically just compete with the rest of this division because this division has been very tough. Yeah. And Rashad Bateman, kind of like Elijah Moore, he gets an, he's got one year under him. He gets another year under his belt and mm-hmm. plays a full season. Oh yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. I mean, he didn't miss Rashad half the Bate- season, didn't he? I think he did. And, yeah. and Rashad Bateman is, he could he could be that number two. I mean, yeah, if he becomes he can he win that number two job outright, which I know he will, but yeah, he Rashad Bateman and Mar- Marquise Brown, I think they're both under 27, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Lamar needs is a is a is a he's got Hollywood Brown, he's got Mark Andrews, he just needs that another elite wide receiver too. And he he's off and running. Literally. <laughs> yeah um, like uh yeah he, yeah he bet uh when it goes to Rashad Bateman he had that core muscle injury that uh okay yep. Saturday or that needed surgery so I mean he basically yeah he debuted in uh, week six so he took the first five weeks off to recover okay. from that but uh yeah we he did is. see like I think he was pretty damn decent I don't have any shares of him but he had a so about six six games of uh, double digit point fantasy points. So I think he's going to oh, wow. be coming oh, up. I think he can. I think there's a good chance because he's an all around type of wide receiver instead of like a mm-hmm. deep threat. 
and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He can be a good mm-hmm. possession wide receiver for uh, for Lamar Jackson too, when it's not going to be somebody like Mark Andrews. So mm-hmm. I think he can definitely become their wide receiver one. Um, it's going to be interesting what they do with uh, Hollywood Brown uh, when his contract is up, if they're going to resign yeah. him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think uh, it's just going to be such an interesting uh, season, especially with this division. I am all about to have a and and like you said and and yeah they had like you said, Gus Edwards was hurt J.K. Dobbins was hurt I'm sure they're gonna get those guys back um, who was the other so one so crazy that Hill? all yeah so crazy that all of them fell off right yes. before the season dude so yeah. again J.K. Dobbins that, Gus Edwards and uh, Justice Hill yep Justice Hill okay. So, yeah, so they're going to get all three of those guys back, and all three of them can run. Even Justice Hill. Mm-hmm. Even Justice Hill can run. Um, they, all, they all produce when they get their opportunity. So and This is um, one of the best I, running offenses in the league. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I would love to have any of those three. I'd love to have Justice Hill. I might be putting some feelers out for J.K. Dobbins here and there, see if anybody wants to bite on that. Yeah. But, um, all right, that. so uh, – Let's go on down to the AFC champions from last year, the Cincinnati Bengals. And boy, did they have a hell of a good season, man. I mean, the offensive line, like we've talked about, was not anything spectacular. We already knew that going in last season um, when they decided to go for Jamar Chase um, instead of work on that offensive line. But this is what we were wanting to see on the offseason. Like, what were they – are they going to go and spend some money – on legitimate uh, offensive linemen. So they did uh, get Leo Collins, signed a three-year mm-hmm. deal, which is awesome. Like, uh, I really like that signing. Uh, yeah, Alex Kappa, too, to a four-year, $35 million uh, deal. So this is something that that's going to be great, not only for the running game, but also yeah. to see Joe Burrow. I mean, dude, he had a spectacular, like, comeback season, too. Coming off oh, yeah. of Altairs and whatnot, so this is this is going to be interesting. Um, they did get the they did sign a one year contract with Hayden Hurst. Like he stays in the and stays in the division. You're going to mm-hmm. see him play against his uh, old team in the Ravens, and yep. I think he's going to be a hell of good uh, option uh, for Burrow uh, in comparison to Ozama, uh, who was last year. Yeah, because yeah, I mean. I know what you meant though. Yeah. He was with the Ravens at one point. Um, I mean, yeah, this is his time to shine because, um, you know, obviously they're not sold on Drew sample. And, um, so yeah, this is, uh, you know, he's with a, he's with a great quarterback, great wide receiver, uh, really good running back. Actually, let me, let me go back. Chase a great wide receiver. Really good Higgins and good in Tyler Boyd. Um, you could essentially say that he's on a more talented team. Than he, well, I don't know why I say essentially. He is on a more talented team than he was last year. So um, he's not pressured to be the number one option. He's going to be like the number four, and that might just work out in his favor, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Atlanta, because Atlanta last year with the whole Ridley thing. You know, after he, he left, you know, there wasn't many options for 
Matt Ryan to throw to other than Kyle Pitts and then yeah. the occasional Russell Gage. So Hayden Hurst could be a sleeper for this year at tight end based on, like I said, just the, the talent they have around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they also signed Ted Karras from New England. Uh, I believe he's a, he's either a guard or a center, but another good player. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I like I like um, all three um, signings. Uh, Lyle Collins uh, was pretty good, pretty good tackle for the Cowboys, and Alex Kappa came from Tampa, um, you know, protecting Brady, and he got nine, almost nine million per year. So, um, yeah, they address, and I'm sure, and make no mistake about it, I bet you they they draft at least a couple of guys in the draft. So this, I don't think what they just did in free agency, I don't think is the end. I don't think they just go, oh, well, well, hey, we, we signed these guys. We're done. I think they will get a couple more linemen in the draft, which is what they need to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, this is – you know, it's funny how, like, you see that some NFL teams – I mean, what is, what's the saying? Like, I mean, some teams that make the playoffs, like four within that whole uh, conference – pretty much won't make the playoffs. You'll have four new teams half the time. But mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's a good legitimate chance that Cincinnati can go back. I mean, sorry to say this because of your bills, but I think there's oh. a good chance they can definitely repeat and get back into that Super Bowl right away. Um, Listen, I said it, I, I'll, I'll, and I'll say it again. I think their oldest player that started was C.J. Uzuma. I don't if I have to I haven't looked at it again or I have to look at it again, but I don't think they have a player over 30. They could be here for a while. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is on his rookie contract. I'm sure he'll get paid after this season, but Joe Burrow is on his rookie contract. Uh Jamar Chase is on his rookie contract. T. Higgins on his rookie contract. Um I think they. I think Joe Mix. Joe Mixon did get signed. I think right. Then he get t- signed to a long term deal. Um, and then there's their defense is young too. Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell. They're under twenty five. Cincinnati is going to be around for a couple years at least. I'd say. I mean, and I'm being. I'm just going to say at least two or three years. They're going to be around. No, I. Uh, I, I I couldn't agree more with you, Gary. Um, I think they will. They will. Either they'll get. They'll get to the AFC divisional game. I'll just say that at least they'll get they'll get past a wild card. Um, they right. will make the playoffs this year. First and foremost, they got to get past this division. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. move on to one of the biggest and most uh, <laughs> <laughs> controversial signings, I guess you can say, or trades here yep. in the off season was the Cleveland Browns and their trade for Deshaun Watson which is definitely an upgrade from, from uh, Baker Mayfield for sure. But uh, with yeah. this trade, they, uh, they landed him with a 2024 six-round pick in exchange for three first-round picks from 2022 to 24, a third-rounder in 23, and two fourth-rounders, which is in this year, the 22nd, and the 2024. And he's got a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract. And also a six-rounder, by the way. A six-rounder right. in 24. Anyways, That's good. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yep. Like, uh, so, also, it's just 
there's a good possibility he can be suspended this year. So it's yep. obviously controversial. I think you have two different sides of the coin for Cleveland fans. Some <laughs> obviously know this is a hell of an upgrade from Baker, but it's also just, you know, with the allegations with him, I don't want to go into detail of everything, but I mean, yeah. obviously everybody right. knows. Uh, it's just, it's just a weird scenario. And it's surprising that they were the one who came uh, came away with the trade for Deshaun because we did yeah. a lot with Atlanta and New New Orleans yep. were the uh, the two uh, two teams that likely land him. So well, Atlanta made sense for him because he's from he's from Georgia. I think he wanted. I think for that reason he wanted to go to Atlanta because Atlanta's in Georgia, obviously. So, but yeah, that's I think that was his main team that he wanted to go to. Um, it, it is interesting though that the Texans traded within their conference uh, an elite quarterback. Um, but look what they got back from him. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, this is something that uh, hopefully can so, kind of that the t- the team in Houston they can pretty much capitalize for that trade as well. Hopefully in the coming yeah. years and uh, solidify this team a little bit more and make them uh, competitive. Uh, mm-hmm. They did get Jacoby Brissett, who signed a one-year $4.65 million contract. I think that he's a good backup. He's a solid yep. backup. Um, I agree. Who knows where Baker's going to be going. If they cut, Can they cut him without getting a cap hit? Or, uh, I mean, the only team to really look at, I mean, I did hear about Pittsburgh would be interested if they didn't have to pay for him. Um, also, right. I mean, I wouldn't mind anything if I didn't have to pay for it either, but, um, well, and Seattle well, is a d- decent uh, option. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Seattle and then I, I saw a thing with Carolina and Carolina basically was like, nah, we're good. Um, I don't know how it's working with, uh, Mayfield, but I do know. So Tremaine Edmonds, who's a middle linebacker for the bills got drafted the same year as Baker. Mm-hmm. And I know with his situation, they didn't sign him to a long term. He's basically on um, the fifth year option, and basically, if they were to cut him, they wouldn't save any kind of money. So I don't know if that's the same way. My long story short is I don't know if that's the same thing with Baker. Is that if they cut him, would they save any money? Uh, I don't think they would lose any money, but I don't think they're going to save any money. That's the same way with uh, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, but I thought I read somewhere where a team, I think they wanted like a second round pick for him. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I thought I saw that. I thought I saw that, but I might be wrong. Could be. I mean, that's kind of what Jimmy Garoppolo went for back in the day, too. So yep. it's yep. possible. Yep. Um, but other than that, we did have that Amari Cooper trade from uh, Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, which was an exchange for a 2022 fifth round pick, and they both swapped uh, their six rounders. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting how, you know, Tyreek Hill got all that traded for him, which Amari Cooper is like, you know, a couple tiers down from him, but still a hell of a route runner. Like, he is amazing. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Big, yeah, he was a big fucking factor for, um, God, why am I forgetting that? Uh, he was a big factor for Dak. Uh, oh, Dak. Oh, Cowboys, okay. yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Late night. But, um, yeah, just uh, <laughs> I think Amari is going to 
it's so much better having Deshaun Watson than Baker Mayfield for throwing to you. This running Absolutely. game is still going to be solid. I mean, I do kind of like the fact that they got Shaquem Grant. I think he came from Chicago last year. Uh, he went from mm-hmm. Miami to Chicago. Uh, right. Dude, he's a great special teams guy. Also Absolutely. really good. Um, he's, he's quick, man. He's short. I think he's like five, six or five, seven, like like legitimately the size of, uh, um, man, I am forgetting names today. It's been a long time since I've done this, but, uh, oh, Tariq Cohen, he's pretty much the same size. Oh yeah. 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 It's just, uh, I just think he's speedy. He's got, uh, capability to break tackles and literally he's got speed burst. So, I mean, he's a problem. He's a problem. He's he's a problem, especially, especially kick return. He's a, He's a problem for sure. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how everything falters with this team. One is Deshaun Watson playing most of the season. Two, likely is going to be Jacoby Brissett uh, taking the, the, the reins when he's gone. Three, mm-hmm. where the fuck is Baker going? And how's that situation <laughs> going to go? Um, right. And uh, they did. Uh, uh, did they trade away Austin Hooper too? So to Tennessee, no, they, no, or they released him. They released him. Okay, yeah, yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, um, yes, so sir. David Njoko and Harrison Bryant are the remaining tight ends right now, and we did. I mean, last year we were wondering if Njoko was going to be traded at all because there was uh, some rumors going on too as to whether he would or not. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad he did stay with the team. He's more so, I guess, uh, a passing down tight end yep. instead of like the blocking tight end. Right. Whereas and Harrison he got the, Bryant uh, can pretty much do both of them. Right. And Njoku got the uh, franchise tag. Yes. Yeah. Uh, making, uh, it's, it's a weird, weird number. 10.931 million. Um, hey, give me that odd money, baby. Yeah. But uh, I had read I read somewhere so the same same paragraph I guess he he has been offered a long term contract around thirteen million per year but I guess for whatever reason I guess maybe him and his agent didn't think it was good enough so but um but yeah he got franchise tag which yeah I'm I'm glad he stayed there too because um I think he's a I was a fan of, I was a fan of him out of Miami uh, University of Miami and um, he's. He's an athletic freak. He's a genetic freak. Um, and he's still fairly young. I think, I think what, 26, 25, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and that gives Harrison Bryant um, another guy to kind of latch onto and give himself a one, two, uh, a young one, two, uh, uh, duo at tight end. Yeah, definitely. Uh, his reps are definitely going to increase as well. So absolutely. Defense, not so bad. Like, I mean, Anthony Walker, I do like him. He resigned for mm-hmm. a one-year deal. Chase Winovich, who they got in a trade with New England yep. Patriots in exchange for Mac Wilson. So that was kind of an interesting trade that they got yep. there. Winovich was mm-hmm. he's pretty nasty on the defensive line when it yep. for, uh the Pats. So it mm-hmm. would be interesting mm-hmm. too. Um they did get a offensive tackle on Chris Hubbard, who uh who resigned with the team. So all in all, this is a scary team. I mean, we've went from three, I mean, ever since Baker was uh, drafted by the team, uh, this team kind of, you know, did a 180. 
with especially within the past two to three years. So they're mm-hmm. more of a contender now. Um, likely they need Deshaun Watson to play all season to at least compete. You know, and I think they're and I think there's still talk of them trying to re-sign or re-sign. Well, yeah, re-sign. Uh, re-sign uh, Jarvis Landry. I was, I was wondering and, if that was. And, and uh and there i thought there was even talk i know it's crazy now that there's a sean i thought i saw somewhere where there might even be a odell re- odell signing because wow. now it's a sean yeah that's wild that's you know crazy. obviously you obviously LSU you want to go back lsu boys back yep so there's talk of bringing those two guys back definitely i definitely saw jarvis and i thought i saw odell but yeah there's definitely talk of re- uh bringing back jarvis that's a hell of a squad. Although I do like Donovan Peoples-Jones, that would bury him on the depth chart. But I mean, when you're a hell of a commodity, a wide receiver, sometimes you'd be, especially as free agency, you can pick exactly where you want to go. I mean, you can take a little bit more of a pay cut for a contending team like that and uh, hope for the best. But I mean, that'll be interesting if they do bring both of them back after they mm-hmm. were both on the roster last season. And uh, yep. yeah, just both of them did not like, I mean, I wouldn't say they didn't like Baker Mayfield. They just did not gel well, or they just, you know, he was just off. I mean, it's, I mean, it, I mean, Baker definitely gives a shit. Like he cares, but it's just apples and oranges compared to him and Deshaun. I mean, you, you like you said, not getting into Deshaun's personal f- dealings, but whether you like the guy or not, he's still an elite quarterback. He's still top 10, top five, however you want to look at it. I mean, he, I would even say 2020 or was it 20? Yeah. 2020 as great as my guy did, Josh Allen had, um, Deshaun had a better year. I'd even say that I'm, I'm, I'm not biased. Deshaun is as great as Josh had. Deshaun had a better year than Josh and Deshaun only had Brandon cooks to throw to. Well, I mean, Jim Haslam, he's the uh, owner, right? Didn't they say that uh, they wanted an actual adult at quarterback for the team? Well, you're going from adult to somebody who's (laughs) speculative when it comes to, like, you know. Well, did you hear? Did you hear? I think he's only making a million dollars this year because there's a good chance that he might not play this year. So yeah. as big of a as big of a number he's got, they're prepared that he's not going to play this year by having this year only a million dollars, a million dollars out of two hundred and thirty. So, wow. So, all right, man. Let's uh let's hold on down to the uh, terrible towels in Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> so they did sign that two year um coming off of the Buffalo roster. Uh, they signed two-year deal for $14.25 million for Mitchell Trubisky. Um, mm-hmm. I was hearing good things about him when he was with the Bills, like, as a backup. Like, yeah. just, he's not the most accurate thrower. No. But he gives you a different dynamic than what I'd say Big Ben was, especially in the Big Ben's he, latter years. He's a little more leaner than Ben, and I think he's actually a little more athletic than yeah, Ben. I, 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 people don't. I mean, I didn't realize it, but he, he's actually a pretty athletic, pretty athletic guy. He ran in for a couple of touchdowns. Now, maybe they're playing the goon squad. Um, but um, 
nonetheless, I, I he's got some mobility to him. And, um, you know, it's not like he's playing with some scrubs. He's got Claypool. He's got Deontay Johnson. Um, although I look for them to maybe draft a wide receiver because I started looking at some other receivers and going, who and who? <laughs> um, yeah, because after Deontay Johnson, it's like Anthony Miller and Steven Sims and uh, a whole bunch of other dudes. So, uh, yeah. so he does. So he does have two good receivers in Claypool and um, Deontay Johnson. They got a really good tight end. I think they got a future star at tight end and uh, Pat, Pat Fryermuth. And he's got a freaking freight train at running back and Najee Harris. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so he, he's in a good situation. They, they still need to add a couple more weapons at like wide receiver and maybe, maybe another, like a halfway decent running back at, at running back, a, a, a solid backup. Uh, but Mitchell Trubisky, I think I think he's in a good um, good spot. Yeah, well, our notable free agents we were looking at is Odell Jarvis. We've obviously been talking about Will Fuller, who Will mm-hmm. Fuller kind of reminds me of. Uh, man, I, I've got to get back in the realm. Who's uh, the <laughs> wide receiver uh, for Pittsburgh right now? Not Deontay Johnson, not Deontay Johnson, but uh, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. I think Will Fuller is kind of like the same hybrid as uh, Chase Claypool in a way. Maybe Claypool might be a little bit bigger. Yeah, I think yeah, I would say so. Guy, like kind of a good, um, you know, deep threat. Both same size mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Julio Jones, we still have out there, and Melvin Gordon. I don't know if Melvin Gordon would be a good backup because I think Gordon's going to want to look to kind of be the main uh, back like a 60-40 yes. type back. I mean, we yes. don't have really any teams out there except maybe like an Atlanta would pretty much go for somebody like uh, Gordon in his status, but uh, I'm sure he'll want to be with a contender at his age too. But uh, let's there's, another, there's another team, but I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that. That's it's cool. coming up. If it's AFC, we'll, no. we'll be seeing that. That's for damn sure. Like Dwayne yep, Haskins yep. too did sign uh, his uh, free agent tender. Um, mm-hmm. Besides that, a lot of uh, – Defensive moves. Yes. Uh, I think the offense is fairly – they just needed a quarterback who was – just Ben was just – That you? Ben was Ben. Ben was like uh, – I don't know how to put it, but he was just falling apart. Yeah. You know? They just needed yeah. somebody who could pretty much get the offense going, be able to push the chains, uh, and I think although his accuracy isn't great, I think Mr. Trubisky can get it done. So I think we're going to see yeah. a new team, maybe a little bit more explosion out of this offense because of yeah. uh, the youth and uh, Mitchell Trubisky too. So this would be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah he, he said, um, I was just going to say, he said that it didn't seem like he was too keen on the signing of Buffalo because he wanted to be a starter. He sees himself as a starter. And listen, you can't blame anybody on how they feel. If they feel like they're a starter, then, I mean, that's how they feel. But I think after a while, he realized, okay, this is what I needed. I needed to look at things from a different perspective. So, um, like you said, they got a lot more youth in now Trubisky. And like I said, he's got some mobility. People are going to be surprised that he can move out outside the pocket. And I think if they do – I think if they do a bunch of, like, you know, rollouts and play actions and – um, 
instead of just leaving him inside the pocket all the time. I, I he's just it, that's what it, that's what I got out of that is he's not just a stand he's not a stand in the pocket a hundred percent out of the time. You got to roll him out. You know you got to do like I said quarterback rollouts or whatever. So um, if they play to his strengths, he could he could be something for this team. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, if memory serves me well, when he was with Chicago, Trubisky, he made Allen Robinson like one of the top wide receivers as well. So we can see something like that as Deontay Johnson. This doesn't devalue those guys at all. This could probably at least escalate them. I mean, if not maybe a small step above, this can pretty much escalate them into the realm that we want to see Chase Claypool and uh, Deontay Johnson. I mean, prior Muth as well, with him being in yeah. his uh, sophomore season. I um, think he benefits the most. I think he benefits the most. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I really do. I really do. Uh, he's a good all-around tight end, man. He just needs to grow into his position, and he'll be just fine. Uh, what I was going to say, too, is that, man, totally lost it. But... <laughs> I just think the dynamic of this team is just going to be good. It'll be much more interesting. Uh, I wish I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about, but it pretty much just left me. Um, I got to get this brain back on back on the wire, man, for this, you know? <laughs> but other than that, AFC North, I'm good with. Do you have anything okay. else you want to talk about? Other than what team you think made the best offseason moves and do you think it – catapulted them into a bigger uh well i'll tell you who i think made the most you know just eye-popping moves and that was the cleveland browns right with deshaun and deshaun and amari cooper the other three teams didn't really have that eye-popping move they baltimore did what they had to do and they got themselves a d tackle and a safety that's kind of their trademark um pittsburgh got themselves a quarterback to replace Ben I think we all kind of knew that um but you know with Cleveland you still had Baker and then all of a sudden they get they get Deshaun and then you know they trade for Cooper so they made them Cleveland definitely made them eye-popping moves um well let's just I just think Cleveland made the upgrade of QB I think their wide receiver and Amari Cooper is kind of like pretty much stagnant of what they had you know um Mm -hmm. from last year i mean they had odell they had jarvis i mean maybe they took a small peg down from the wide receiver core but they could have a free agent signing they could sign i mean they could draft a rookie this is a pretty Mm -hmm. decent wide receiver rookie uh class so Mm -hmm. um i think between them and the Bengals, with them bolstering that offensive line totally keeps them in like a huge contender that they pretty yeah. much just fixed the need and the necessity of the team. And yep. uh, you got to think too, with Lamar Jackson being injured last year, Baker Mayfield wasn't the same. He was kind of injured as well. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and big Ben just obviously was not the old big Ben that we know. So, I mean, it kind of gave paved a little bit of an easy lead way for Cincinnati to take over that division, but you're seeing right. a lot of differences or, uh, you know, team or some players coming back in this division and uh, some teams, like you said, with the Browns making the big moves, which can catapult them. And this is going to be a hell of a, hell of a division to watch. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. 
nobody's going to be going like three and 14 or four and 13 in this division. It's going to be like it is every year. Everybody's going to be at the worst, maybe seven and 10. And it's going to be like seven and 10 and better or eight and nine and better. Yeah. This is going to be a, it's going to be an old school division, AFC North division this year where everybody beats up on everybody. Yeah. Literally. Like, um, all right, let's hit it on up to the AFC South. Um, I'll let you, uh, drive this one home real quick. All right. So yeah, the Texans, um, they were the first team I wrote. So they got, they added a couple of, uh, backup quarterbacks. All right. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll and Kyle Allen, uh, uh, it's assuming that Davis uh, Mills will be their starting quarterback. Um, they also signed uh, at least three running backs, Royce Freeman, Mar- Marlon Mack, and uh, oh, I can't say this guy's name, Dari Oga Boawali. <laughs> I know I butchered that. Um, they re-signed Farrell Brown at tight end to go with Brevin Jordan. Um they signed a couple of receivers, Deshaun Hamilton uh, from Denver, who was playing behind the likes of uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler. Uh, they've re-signed Chris Conley, who was end up being like the number three receiver behind Nico Collins and uh, Brandon Cooks. They re-signed or they signed um, Andy Janovic. Yeah, Andy Janovic from Denver, a fullback. Kind of that old school fullback that a lot of teams kind of get out of, but uh, Genovic is again the likes of uh, Patrick Ricard, uh, a football player and a very good one. Um, oh, the Genovic? Oh, tell me. Yeah, Gen- I mean Dario Goomba Wallet. The only reason why I can hit that name so well is like <laughs> I bring up ridiculous like fantasy football names. Yeah. Um, mine was obviously Gary Bars. Call myself Gare Agun Bawale. It was just just fun to say. <laughs> Pop that open real quick. It was just I just like making ridiculous names and then yeah. uh, owning the whole uh, owning the league afterwards. I, oh. I just butchered I just butchered his name by the way. Oh um, no, man, it's, it's <laughs> but um so yeah um you know Jeff Driscoll Kyle Allen they're never going to be starters but I mean. Kyle Allen is not a terrible backup. I could think of a lot worse backups. Um, Jeff Driscoll is a guy that is probably going to be on the practice squad, but again, he's a guy that you got you got to have you got to have a practice squad quarterback or a third string. Let's be honest. Um, the running back room is very interesting to me. Uh, Royce Freeman, Marlon Mack, again, your guy. Uh, Dari Ogo, yeah, that guy. So, um, well, easiest way I say is Ogun Bowale. <laughs> Ogun Bowale. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rex Burkhead, Scotty Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, at at one point, Marlon Mack was looking to be was looking like the guy for the Colts, and then he tore his ACL. Um, and then of course they drafted or they drafted Jonathan Taylor. And of course, Jonathan Taylor is uh, a freak of nature, mm-hmm. um, especially behind that offensive line. But we'll get to that. Yes, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what to make of this. Off- I don't know what to make of this running back room. It's, uh, it's just like kind of like last year. They just threw any kind of 
you know, third, second, third, fourth string, uh, running back wide receiver and just see what sticks. Um, yeah. I mean, Deshaun Hamilton was obviously with the Broncos, you said to, and just basically a fourth string, a wide receiver, Chris Conley, he can be a second string, but like, it's more, um, more so third, you know, it's just, yeah. Yep. It's just small additions um, just to probably yep. keep this team afloat and somewhat competitive. Um, yep. You were talking about Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll, but it's just with Davis Mills, I think they want to just kind of just see he did. He performed well last year, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Does he, does he, is he the best uh, QB in this division? No, but I no. think he, with the right play calling and the right coaching, they can, he can try to be somewhat competitive for this team. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, besides, I would say I would make the argument that besides Mac Jones, I think he was the second best rookie quarterback. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I mean, 16 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions. I mean, considering against my beloved Bills, he had, I think, three. So you take that one game away – you're looking at 16 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So mm-hmm. that's not bad for a rookie. You're not, not every rookie quarterback's going to be Dan Marino and throw for, you know, whatever it was, 5,000 yards and lead him to the Super Bowl. So um, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with you on that. Um, I think, um, you know, and, and, and like, like we were talking about off screen, I think the most impressive thing for the Texans, they're going to be the most intriguing team as far as the draft goes. Because they got two in the first 13 and then seven in the first 108 picks. And they have 11 total picks. So I think from a fantasy football standpoint, they're going to, they're going to, I think they're going to get a running back or two maybe. And I think they're going to get a couple of receivers. Cause again, I like Nico Collins. I think he could be something. He'll, I think he'll be the number two behind cooks. But then it's a it, then it's just, just a huge drop off. Like Chris Conley, your third, your wide receiver number three. I mean, it, it's got to be you got to do you got to do better than that. Um, especially if you think Davis Mills could be your future quarterback or at least attempt to be your future quarterback. So I I look for them to draft a running back or a wide receiver or two, or even I even might even go tight end. I it's just. It's just, it's just a crapshoot. Um, uh, I, I, I get they're doing the best. I get they're doing the best they can, especially getting the amount of picks they got for Deshaun. But um, they're the most intriguing. They're more. They, they're the more. They're more intriguing about what they're going to do in the draft than they actually did in the free agency, in my opinion. Yeah, like uh, yeah, this is a, a tough scenario. I mean, obviously, you could go with those factors and. Um, your skill positions with running back, tight end, and wide receiver when it comes to the draft for them. But I think they really should just build in the trenches. Um, mm-hmm. They made a few offseason moves when it came to that, but it's just something I would solidify that. Especially, I think this mm-hmm. is a pretty decent offensive line class. And it is. I think it defense, is. A, it defensive is. line as well. Um, it is. Outside it of is. the wide receiver moves. Um, if they yeah. could, if I were them, I would not even go for a QB. Just let it be Davis Mills. Um, I think yeah, next year is yeah. a better QB draft. So yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, if Melvin Gordon doesn't go anywhere, do you sign him 
Um, does he go for the I money so. or does he, you know, try to go for a contender? I mean, if I were him, I'd go off into the sunset with at least a contender or maybe resign with yeah. the Broncos. It, it, de- it, de- it depends on how long, it, you know, it depends on how long he goes without a contract. You know, uh, you know, it might get to a point where he, you know, someone like the Texans call and it's like, hey, do you want a job or do you want to ride off into the sunset and not play at all? So it depends on the timing of when if if a team comes or teams come, you know, where he goes. But the Texans definitely could use a running back because I, I was a fan of Marlon Mack, but then a torn ACL, that's not great. Um he was meh last year, mm-hmm. um, and so were the other guys. So um, it's it's not like Houston doesn't need a running back. So Melvin Gordon, at least teaming him with Davis Mills would give him a veteran running back. It would be good for – if nothing else, it would be good for Davis Mills. True. Like uh, I just see like if he, if he wants to make money, there's a good chance he can get it in Houston. But if he wants to – like, yeah, I just don't see him – go in there at all i mean could possibly like you said if uh if he needs a job and nobody else is like opening the right. door for him but if he takes less money and goes for a contender i think he still has a, a, a good amount of juice left in the tank so i do too mm-hmm. yeah he had a good year last year him and javante williams they, they had a good year together yeah all right let's go on to uh the colts uh in indy so they obviously got that trade. They acquired Matt Ryan from the Falcons in exchange for a third round pick, which uh, to me is a little bit of an upgrade from Carson Wentz, who was ever since he was in that last year of Philly, he was just, his mechanics were off, like inconsistent, definitely uh, uh, just his, his ball placement was basically just awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen that a little mm-hmm. bit uh, this past year in Indy. And I think Matt Ryan, he kind of gives the team a little bit more of a – I think he he allows his team to be a decent factor going into the postseason. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they're going to have to to compete with Tennessee uh, this season, but I think Matt Ryan obviously makes him a contender because you got to remember the Colts, all they had to do last year was beat Jacksonville. <laughs> And they could not do that. Was it? Right. Was, it was for the most part Carson Wentz, but it was the whole team in general because they fell apart. Absolutely. Wick. Yes. Fell yes. behind really easily. Um, and you can you can make this argument, and maybe I'm wrong, but Jonathan Taylor in his third year, maybe the best running back that Matt Ryan has ever played for, played with. You could be. Right. I, I mean, mean I, know, I know Devontae Freeman. Did he have um Yeah, Tevin Coleman yeah, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman together. Uh who are you he, thinking of? Who's his name? Michael Turner. Was he with them? Maybe. Maybe for a couple years. Yeah. Like uh, I, I mean, I I mean you could definitely argue that Jonathan Taylor think, is his best, man. It's, and he's got a great offensive line. He doesn't yes. have a shitty line that he was with uh, when it came to Atlanta. No. So, I mean, this is definitely no. a plus for him for sure. Yeah. So. I would – I, you know, and they, they did resign the VC, VCU grad, Mo yeah, Alley-Cox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see how that works. He got, 
you got decent. I mean, look, three years, eighteen million. I mean, that's nothing to that's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, I wish they are one of the teams that, from a fancy football standpoint and a money standpoint, I wish they would have gone after a wide receiver because they had a lot of money. They had a lot of cap space. They still can, man. I mean, whether they if they could get Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Julio, or Odell, I mean. That's uh, if they can uh, land somebody like Jarvis Landry, I think that would be good for them. Because they need it. They need another receiver. Don't get me wrong. Michael Pittman had a really good year. He took another. He took a big step. Um, a thousand yards, I believe, eight touchdowns, uh, eighty-eight catches. But mm-hmm. they got to get a number two. They got to get a number two. Ty, I know Ty missed about seven games, but. Uh, you know, Ty, the the wheels are falling off, and he's going to be. I think he's thirty two years old, and yeah, he's, just he's a, definitely yeah. He's like a Julio, uh, like you're only going to get about five games from him, probably. Yeah, and uh, he had ten games last year, and he only had about three hundred thirty yards. So, um, you know, uh, Paris Campbell, he just he just can't stay on the field. Um, so, um, yeah, I. I I look for them to sign maybe Odell or Jarvis or make a draft in the wide receiver, but um, but certainly, yeah, Matt Ryan is definitely maybe even best O line because Atlanta never really had a good offensive line. Let's be honest, um, they never really had a good offensive line. They never really had a good defense, but um, he's got a great offensive line playing playing behind a great offensive line. Like I said, best running back I think and. Um, he certainly got a, a really good wide receiver. Michael Pittman's better than any of the receivers that he had last year, minus Calvin Ridley. Once Calvin Ridley left, you know, Michael Pittman's better than Gage, better than Zacchaeus and whoever else, whoever else they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, – um, go ahead. I was just going to say, the only other move they made was they traded for Gakwe, that defense end from the Raiders – um, who he's, I mean, he, he's a hell, he's a hell of a player. Uh, but you know, he basically, I think they re-signed a couple of linebackers, uh, on defense, but Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard is arguably maybe the best middle linebacker in the game, if not top two, top three. Um, so, but also Matt Ryan, I, I, I forgot to mention this. I think Matt Ryan is a better, is a better locker room presence than Carson Wentz. I keep hearing things. Mm-hmm. That Carson Wentz, it seemed like he had problems in Philadelphia, and then I heard I heard that he had problems in Indianapolis. Whereas Matt Ryan, I've never heard anything bad about Matt Ryan. So I think from a from a veteran standpoint or a veteran veteran leadership or a voice a quarterback voice, I think he's better in that regard than Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I absolutely think so too. Um, Wentz, I mean, he did have that you know, MVP like season. But since then, I mean, the, with those injuries with the ACL, it's just like, he's just a whole different kind of QB. I mean, he still makes dynamic plays here and there, but it's just, you know, not through the realm of what he was when he was first drafted into the league. Um, yeah. But other than that, uh, I would, let's go on to the Jaguars who I think one of their biggest signings was definitely Christian Kirk at four years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, four years, 72 million. Um, it is 37 uh, million fully guaranteed, but that was a hell of a signing for a wide receiver who's <laughs> at best a wide receiver too. I mean, he has wide receiver type numbers as well, wide receiver three type numbers as well, but I mean, I don't know. Hey. I, I'm wondering, this is my kind of hypothesis on this too. Okay. Maybe they're making these, they're signing really big contracts to some of these players to maybe, you know, have some of the legitimate free agents want to sign there too, knowing that they're going to get a big contract. That's yes, my only thing. I, agree. I mean, obviously, I couldn't agree more. Uh, free agency has thinned out since then. Uh, but that was kind of my uh, small thought on that. Like maybe they're doing that. So, you know, somebody, some other uh, players ears perk up like Odell and whatnot. But I know like the older veteran free agents, I guess we were talking about, they just want to sign with the team. It's the gym. Yeah. You're, they want, you're, they you're, want the ring instead of the money kind of deal. You're, you're absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, I'm probably going to reiterate what you said. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. They'll, they're willing to give maybe Christian Kirk's worth four years and we'll say 40 million, but they're willing to give them seven to 8 million per year more because they know that if it's less than that, if they're only willing to give them maybe one or 2 million per year, they're not going to want to sign with Jacksonville because right now Jacksonville's not built to win. Whereas, you know, someone like the Colts is built to win. They just need them to know the receiver. So yeah, they, they definitely, I mean, uh, they got, they gave Zay Jones three years, 24 million. And Zay Jones has never eclipsed more than 650, 650 yards. Um, I like Christian Kirk, but he's never had a thousand yards. So that was my only thing. Like I said, I was hoping for him, but 18 million a year. Yeah. That's just, a little too much. And then Evan Ingram got one year, 9 million, which is another one that could just stay healthy. He might actually be a great tight end, but he can't stay on the field. I think he's missed almost like 20% of his uh, games. So, um, and then they put out for uh, three years, 50 million for the uh, Brandon Sheriff, the offensive guard. Um, who he gets hurt too. He's another great player, but he can't stay healthy. Um, but they certainly, they certainly went all out um, and put, put up some, they were, they were the Patriots of last year. Mm -hmm. They, they did is the Patriots did exactly what they did this year. They, they both put out a lot of money to a lot of guys and said, Hey, we are all in this year. Uh, and we don't care if we overpay someone or not. We need these guys to come to Jacksonville. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, they have pretty decent draft picks too. So, I mean, they have the number mm -hmm. one overall. Do you right. think they probably trade back? I could see that. I could see that. Although I've seen them go DN, which doesn't make sense to me because they got Josh Allen, not my Josh Allen, but Josh Allen from University of Kentucky. And they just signed Arden Key, who they gave for one year seven million. 
but I've also seen them seen some reports say they go off the line, line like the guy uh, Evan Neal from Alabama or the guy from NC State, um, another name that I would butcher. Um, he's an O tackle or the tackle from Mississippi State, Charles Cross. So um, I could see them go. I could see them um, draft back, but because they really do need a linebacker, but not, no linebackers are going to go within like the first. 10 picks that I think it's more like uh, 15 or, or after. So I could see that I could either see them go lineman, which would make sense, or they would uh, drop back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably a smart move for them to kind of move back, you know, get, get, get a little more legitimate pieces, you know, for the offense or, I mean, for the team in general. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think I heard a stat where, one fourth of the the teams in this league do not have a first round pick draft pick. So eight teams don't have. A, right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the. Uh, well, I guess the Raiders. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, let's just say the Raiders, the Browns, uh, what the Broncos. So, I mean, that's three right there. Um, Dolphins, I don't think. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely more than one team that doesn't have a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just – it's a different scenario, too. So, you know, like, I mean, 75% of these teams basically have first-round draft picks. And to see – uh, how this all pans out too for the uh, draft? Um, right. I don't really have much more for Jacksonville on this. So, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And we do moving on to Tennessee, who mm-hmm. I do like them picking up Robert Woods and Austin Hooper. Those are two of my favorite signings. Um, I think this definitely helps out. AJ Brown a lot more because mm-hmm. uh, I mean Julio he had his moments but it's nothing he wasn't you know as healthy uh, during no. the season too so I mean this is definitely a good one two punch between Robert Woods and AJ Brown I really really like that yeah and the fact they only gave up a uh, six round pick next year mm-hmm. that's pretty I mean I, I like that a lot as well yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hooper also uh, helps the dynamic for the tight end situation too, man. I mean, we kind of thought it was going to be uh, – what was his name? Fersker. Anthony, Fers- Anthony Fersker. That's it. Exactly. Thank yep. you. Yep. Um, but yep. I think Hooper gives a nice, uh, better uh, chess piece, you know, for Tannehill. So this will be actually yeah. pretty good. They did uh, yeah. sign Dontrell Hilliard to add to that running back uh, depth. But, I mean – it's Derrick Henry, man. You're never going to take him off the field unless. Oh no! But I do. But you know, you, you know who he reminds me of, though. The Ernest Johnson. Okay. All right. I Actually, mean, you know what? Because I, I think he was with Cleveland before. Before he went to Houston, right? He was. He was with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of the Ernest Johnson. Um, I think uh, 56 carries, 350 yards. Um. 
he just he produces. He 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 makes the most of his opportunity, just like Dearness Johnson. I've been a fan of Dearness Johnson since last year. He's averaged five yards a carry for a game. He's just behind uh, a guy by the name of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So, but I, I like I like this. This is an underrated move for the Titans. Um, because again, uh, Derrick Henry is going to need a spell, and when I mean spell, meaning like one carry. He needs one carry less a game than he usually does, or maybe two. Uh, and this is a guy that this is a guy that reminds me of a Dearness Johnson or like a Mike Boone from Denver uh, is another guy that produces when his name is called. So um, I, I do like I do like the Dontrell Hillard move, and uh, I think the biggest move for them was re-signing uh, Harold Landry on defense because um, he's a stud. He had he had. T- uh, he's got 31 sacks in his first four years, and in his walk year last year he had 12, and he got paid pretty good five years. Um, I believe it was 87 and a half million, uh, which was more than uh, Chandler Jones, and we'll get to him. But um, that was also an important signing um, or re-signing, if nothing else. Uh, they didn't re-sign anybody else. It was Harold Landry re-signing him. So. Yeah, I think yeah, he's definitely a necessity for that uh, defense. Um, so, other than that, not a huge amount of moves for Tennessee either. Um, let's mm-hmm. uh, let's go yet again. Let's uh, see which teams do you think made the best moves. Um, I think just maybe the best move in general for this division was that Matt Ryan move. I think uh, yeah, that yeah. it was going to be a toss up between him and Jimmy G as to whether. I mean, maybe you could have talked about a few other QBs that could have gone to India ever since they let go of uh, Carson Wentz. But, um, yeah, I think he just – he's a great veteran, great locker yep. room leader. Uh, yep. No shenanigans, no bullshit coming from Matt Ryan. And he's still yep. got it, man. At age of 37, I still think he's going to be a legitimate factor and can push them into that playoff uh, push for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely the best signing. Jaguars made the most signings, like made like the like the more like oh they oh oh really, but they paid way too much. Uh, Matt, the Colts made the best signing. Yeah, absolutely by far. That's the best uh, trade. Yeah, but yeah, so just the best all around, which kind of I think just pushes the team a little bit more forward. Right. For sure. All right, let's go to the final division and probably the strongest division in the AFC right now, and that's the AFC yep. West. Uh, yep. Denver Broncos go right at it with that Russell Wilson uh, <laughs> trade. Uh, and they gave up uh, Drew Locke, Noah Fant. Oh, well, I'm sorry. They, Russell Wilson in a fourth rounder. And they traded Drew Locke, Noah Fant, the defensive tackle, Shelby Harris, plus two first, two second rounders, a fifth round. So that's a lot to ship over for Russell Wilson. And a fourth. And a fourth, thank you. And uh, yep. But I do believe, dude, that the Broncos still are the one that came up on top. Without a doubt. I, I like both. I, I think we talked about this or the guys and I, we talked about this. I like this both. Um, I do like what Seattle got back because 
I do like Noah Fan. Of course, he, you know, the quarterback play is going to be a question mark in that, but he's had a question mark with quarterback play in general. Um, Shelby Harris is actually a really good, really good defensive tackle. Um, I believe he's gotten uh, six sacks the last couple of years, which is pretty good for a D tackle. And they got a number of picks. That being said, of course, like you said, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater don't even amount to Russell Wilson combined. Um, the only question, the only thing I don't like about Denver right now is that their running game, they remind me, them and the Miami, okay, let me, let me, let me, before I say this, they remind me of Miami, only Denver has a better quarterback, has obviously a way better quarterback. Miami and Denver, Miami has running backs. Denver has a running back. Miami has wide receivers. Denver has wide receivers. Miami has a tight end. Denver, we'll see with Albert Okum. You know that guy. You good. Yep. Uh, We'll see. Maybe they believe in him. Maybe they don't. I could actually see them drafting a tight end like Trey McBride, who's from Colorado State, which is in Colorado with Denver. Their offensive line was not very good. Their offensive line also gave up 40 sacks, just like Miami. Yeah. So like Miami, they are in a they are in a they're in a better situation than I think Miami is because they have a they have a way better quarterback. But again, their offensive line was not good at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're J- Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Javante Williams. Uh, you're, you know, you're basically, you know, looking your chops, but, um, they're, they're the question for them is going to be there again, they're off the line, just like Miami. Yep. That's the only thing that, that's the only thing that makes me not want to go, well, shit, Denver is, Denver is a top dog. It's because they're off the line. Struggled last year a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, this is nothing new to. Russell Wilson, too, is coming from Seattle, who didn't really have the best yeah. offensive line at all either. Um, yeah. They do have Cortland Sutton, Sutton, Jerry Judy, like you said, Alberto. Uh, pretty decent tight end. So it's just uh, the running game. They do need maybe a little bit more depth, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a possibility, like I said, I think Melvin Gordon, if he does do a one-year contract, I think that'll be great uh, for not only him – but the team in general to give mm-hmm. that running game yep. uh, what it needs, you know, as an all around running game. Um, yep. But and yeah. the play was Russell Wilson and the play was Russell Wilson. I mean, it would not want to do that. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So this is just uh, an interesting scenario, man. It was a great trade. I absolutely love it. Um, uh, I think it's good for Seattle just to have those picks which I don't think any of those even amount to Russell Wilson in general, because I mean, two firsts, I mean, there's a 50% chance what you land on that first round pick isn't going to work out anyway. So um, yeah. Drew Locke, yeah. nowhere near, I mean, Russell Wilson, you can, you can argue he could be a hall of fame type uh, QB. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you basically gained a hall of fame QB who changes the outlook of your team pushes it forward. You got a QB for the next, you know, three to five years, uh, who's yeah. going to be a significant uh, factor for you in that division too. 
Um, in comp- comparison, I mean, they got like Noah Fant, and you said Shelby Harris was legitimate, but yeah, he's you good. have a QB when you have a legit QB in the league, uh, you don't need it. You just build around him. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go looking for a QB now. Seattle has to no. keep looking for a QB. You know, who is going to be their <laughs> franchise QB now? So yeah, yeah, because like you said, they there was talks of Baker Mayfield, but that's kind of I think died down since I've seen. Um, but like I said, for Denver, I just hope for them that they they draft because uh, they they had I think they they signed a couple of offensive linemen, but they just I just hope they they keep building to that offensive linemen because I think that's what's stopping them from being top of the class in that division. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, if they can just get those pieces correct for the offensive line, I mean, that's a, that's, it's <laughs> a great start, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause yeah, you haven't, you haven't seen the full potential yet. Jerry, you still haven't seen a full potential of Jerry Judy cause he's been hurt, but I mean, it's, he's one year away from being a, a, a superstar, a full season. He's one year full season with a Hall of Fame quarterback from being a superstar. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at it this way, too. I mean, you see a lot of teams, or a lot of teams, a lot of uh, free agents, uh, for instance, who could look at the Rams, how everybody's signing with them but taking maybe less, a little bit less money. They right. won a championship. You see that, too, with uh, the Broncos, how they made right. a few other moves as well. Like, teams want to latch on that. Uh, who was it? Randy Gregory. Yep. Signed with yep. Team, you know, yep. decided yep. like, Hey, was it the same amount that Dallas was offering? I think it was. Yeah. And they were like, which, he's like, no, nah, I'll just go to them. <laughs> so, which, well, Randy Gregory also came out and basically bashed Dallas and yeah, they're a poorly run um, organization and right. all a bunch of stuff. So when well, you have the owners, uh, you pretty much try to make the decisions more so than like having a legit general manager. Right, it kind of falters in the ways, and he gets and he gets to play with Bradley Chubb, who I'm sure that's a great name for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, Bradley Chubb is a is a great player, great pa- is a really good pass rusher. Justin Simmons was one of the best safeties in the game, very underrated, and so is Bradley Chubb. So he he's able to he, they got some good players on defense as well. Um, Patrick Sertain, third, yes. I think he's going to be I think he's going to be really good. Oh. Uh, they just thought. They just signed uh, Kwan Williams from San Fran. He's a good um, slot corner, so they got some good pieces on defense too. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, let's uh, head on over to Kansas City. Um, <laughs> he did fairly well last year. Didn't quite make it to the Super Bowl. Lost in the AFC Championship to the Bengals. Just wanted to plug that in there for Hicks when he's listening. Um, <laughs> One of their one of their biggest uh, signings was definitely Juju Smith Schuster, a big name. Yep. Hasn't, I mean, to me, he hasn't produced uh, to the realm he was when he was with the Antonio Brown. To me, right. he's still kind of right. like a wide receiver too. Uh, got a ten point seven five million for that one year contract. Uh, you did see Marquez Valdez Scantling also signed three years for thirty million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Corey Coleman, I didn't see the exact amount, but he, I don't think he even played a snap since 2018 or 2019. Yep. 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they did re-sign Chad Henney. 
to a one-year two million. Mm-hmm. And they also got Ronald Jones, which was interesting for the backfield. So yeah. one year five million too. Yeah, I um I think uh, going on the receivers, I think Valdez Scanling and Demarcus Robinson are the same type of uh, wide receiver. And we'll get to Robinson. Robinson signed with another team. There's the same type of receiver, but I think Valdez Scanling is a way is is a definitely a bigger upgrade. Is a, is a much is a, is an upgrade compared to Demarcus Robinson. Upgrade um, more reliable. Reliable. Yeah, I, I I know for a fact that anytime I ask Hicks about Robinson, his uh, um his response was not that good of one Demarcus Robinson. Uh, and then as far as Juju, who would, I think, replace uh, Byron Pringle. Um, you know, Byron Pringle had a decent year for himself. Nowhere near the be- uh, best year of Juju Smith. Uh, Byron Pringle, I think, had 568 yards. Uh, Juju's done that three times uh, in, in five years. So I think on Juju's... Uh, uh, Byron Pringle's 100% is not as good as, say, Juju Smith's 75%. If, 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 a 75, if Juju Smith is 75 to 80% healthy, I'll still take him over 100% Byron Pringle. Okay. I could argue that. That's fine. So, or I can uh, so, agree to that. Not argue. Yeah. Um, and then Ronald Jones. Yeah, it's interesting because they got Clyde and uh, a very underrated Derek Gore who um, I believe averaged five yards per carry. Um, they still, do they still got Daryl Williams, or did he go somewhere? Uh, I haven't seen anything about him, so he could possibly still be on the roster. So you got Clyde, Ronald Jones, Daryl Williams, and Derek Gore as their running, as their running back room. Was Derek Gore still there? Did he sign again? I think, I think he was a – was it a restricted free agency or? Ex- uh, I think it was a tender. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I didn't see anybody match it or whatnot. So I, I'm, I'm assuming Hicks probably knows more than I, but I think, I think he's going back to Kansas city. You don't know. Anything. But. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, geez. But so, yeah, that's an interesting running back room. Actually, Darrell Williams, uh, a couple of days ago, he visited the Cardinals. So. See how that pans out. Um, Derek Gore, like we were just talking about, it's the uh, restricted free agent tender. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he produced when he had the opportunity. I mean, yeah. I, I held on to him a little bit last year, and uh, he had three games uh, in double digits for fantasy points. So Yeah, I thought he ran pretty well. Yeah, when he got his opportunity, he definitely shined a little bit. Um, so yeah, so that's a that that's a very that's a that's a competitive running back room. I mean, that's yeah. I don't know who 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 would you take out of that whole running back room if you had if you had to choose. I mean, obviously, Ceh is going to be the lo and behold guy, but I can see Ronald Jones definitely, you know, definitely usurping his uh his touches for sure. I can see him. Mm-hmm. It can, I think it could be a good 55, 45. I think he, mm-hmm. if Ronald Jones can get hot and he can, I mean, yeah. he's not the greatest yep. like uh, uh pass catcher or whatnot, but I think he, when he's on fire, man, he can roll and he can drop mm-hmm. sometimes too. 
Right, uh, right. But uh, it'll be interesting backfield. I'm because of the two. This might be a backfield I might stay away from. But if I mm-hmm. had to choose, I would put Ceh. But Ronald Jones is he's right there with it. And he's still young. He's still what twenty five mm-hmm. years old. 24 25 so it's, and it hasn't it's lost like, much tread on the tire either because he barely got no. much opportunity in Tampa Bay exactly yeah like I said reminds me of a bigger set D'Angelo Williams again I, I mentioned his name before but he was a guy that was in the league for a long time but was never really the guy because he split with Jonathan Stewart and um who's the Steelers oh Le'Veon Bell duh yeah. well yeah D'Angelo so, Williams he just yeah, didn't he would just have a small role, you know? And then right. his latter part of his year, the season, or the season, his career, he basically was capable of carrying that whole workload. You know? Right. Like, right. Um, I guess in the beginning, it was like kind of a learning curve, like you could probably see with Ronald Jones. It was just yep. one of those can you get over the next hump? Can you learn a few things? I guess could be vision, footwork, you name it. But exactly. Once you get in that, or maybe get a different, you know, sometimes it's a good refresher to have a different team. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting yep. for sure. I wouldn't mind getting shares of him, you know, if I can buy it for cheap. But I mean, with most people, when they see Kansas City and any player that's on there that's a skill player position, they're going to want to, you know, ask for the most amount that they can get out of that player. I guess you can say. Yeah. Right. What a great dynasty. Right. Um, other than that, we had Orlando Brown franchise tags, Frank Clark, two year deal, 29 million. Um, Blake Bell did sign with the team, I guess, back up for that tight end room uh, with Travis Kelsey. But uh, other than that, dude, got anything else? Yeah, I want to say Justin Reed, safety. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a stud. I think he is very underrated. Because he's been playing with the Texans, I think he's great. I, I told I told Hicks I told Hicks when I saw him uh, was it a couple weeks ago when we went to that Comic Con. Yeah. I think Justin Reed, Justin Reed, I think is one of one of the most underrated safeties, and he's one of the best safeties. Just doesn't get the love. I I, I think he's a great player. I, I they lost Tyron Matthew, or you're gonna assume that he's not gonna sign with the Chiefs again, and they replace him with a younger Justin Reed, who like I said, I think he's a stud. So I think that was a great – to lose Tyron Matthew and get that guy, I think that was a great signing um, for their defense. So oh, I definitely agree to that, dude. Um, I mean, yeah, losing Honey Badger was one thing, but he's a little bit older now. Um, yep. I yep. definitely like the, the transition they made at that position. And again, and again, Justin Reed, I think he's like 25, 26. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, let's move it on to Las Vegas with the Raiders, Oof. who uh, mm. they've <laughs> they've made a little bit of an impact on this offseason so far. Traded for Devontae <laughs> Adams. Uh, yep. Definitely uh, got what they could out of it. And I think it was just a first and a second round for him, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Go, wow. Green, go Green Bay. I mean, <laughs> that wide receiver room is interesting. I could probably be wide receiver one for them. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got Nick Mullins, Garrett Gilbert, both at QB that they signed. Uh, Amir Abdullah and Brandon Bolden mm-hmm. are both now in the uh, 
running back room uh, mm-hmm. behind Josh Jacobs. So, uh, Jacob Johnson, is it Jacob or Jacob? I think it's actually Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Johnson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what, a, what a name. Yep. Um, well, let, let's just uh, stick with Devontae Adams. Uh, yep. You have him, you have Hunter Renfro, you now have, yep. you have Darren Waller. Yep. That's a pretty damn good squad, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think Devontae Adams falls off maybe slightly with him being on this team in comparison with Aaron Rodgers? Slightly, yes, but not like not like Allen Robinson this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, look how much Allen Robinson fell from Mitch Trubisky to the quarterback shit room they had with Foles and or was it was Foles there? Oh, Foles and yeah, Foles, yeah, Foles, Dolan, Dolan and Justin yeah. Fields. Look, look how look how much Allen Robinson fell. I mean, he I don't even think he had 500 yards this season. So, um, so yeah, I still think he gets a thousand yards. Um, I even say 1200. Cause that's what my guy Diggs had. Um, so yeah, I think there's a, maybe a slight drop off and he, and you know, he's, he's going to be 30 this year, but it's not, again, he's not going to have an Allen Robinson drop off by right. no means. I think by no means. his target volume could decrease a little bit, but the mm-hmm. fact that he's no longer just the guy you have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller yep. who are there who can take eyes off of him a little bit. Instead of him being double, right. maybe triple coverage at times. Yeah. He can pretty much be on one-on-one scenario. And uh, Sure. Yeah. And uh, just him and Derek Carr have both played together in college. So that's definitely, uh, you know, a connection yeah. to bring him back. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the only way I would say a slight dip is just because Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. Even though Derek Carr gets a lot of shit, I actually like Derek Carr, but um, this is certainly he's certainly playing with, and I can't remember all the guys he's played with with the Packers, so maybe I'm wrong, but he's definitely playing with the best tight end that he's ever had. I think Darren, I mean Darren Waller is better than any tight end that he's ever played with, and then Hunter Renfro, again, I'd have to look back. I, I may, but he might be one of the best wide receivers he's going to played with because let's face it the Packers yeah I mean meh yeah Renfro was legit dude I mean he's hella good at separation I think he just really uh he made a big impact last season uh he definitely absolutely up his game his route running running, yeah his route running gets compared to uh Cooper Cup yeah just uh just a quickness just a quickness and just the precision of his route running mm-hmm. so exactly um so they did get demarcus robinson that's who we were talking about from kansas city he did sign mm-hmm. with uh, the raiders now so that uh wide receiver room looks like it's Devonte adams demarcus robinson hunter renfro they do have uh who's the young one who's on his third season? brian edwards yes brian edwards yep so yep. i mean this is a Pretty decent wide – I mean, not decent. This is a hell of a good wide receiver core, let alone um, – especially what happened uh, Henry Ruggs. Just a whole lot of 
bad juju, I guess you could say, from last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming from the yeah. head coach, you know, um, Henry Ruggs situation, and uh, just everything else. Um, they, they had still, a good I, season. They saw a great I season. Say, I was about to say. They had a great season. Considering, like you just said, they made the playoffs. Bad call, maybe, whatever. They were they 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 only lost by a field goal to the the to the uh, AFC champions. Uh, I think it was a field goal. Um, they had a great season compared to what everything happened. So, yeah, totally agree. So, um, other than that, dude, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones now on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. Cool. That's Oof. pretty fucking nasty. That's a bad group. Very That's nasty. a bad group. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was hoping to get Chandler Jones, but uh, for the Bills, but obviously we got Vaughn. But shit, yeah, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, uh, those are two studs. And um, you know, uh, if you're Jonathan, if you're like Jonathan Abram, who I love, Jonathan Abram. Um, if you're Jonathan Abram, you're like, oh, oh man, this is gonna make my this is gonna make my life easier. Um, Fuck yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a great pass rushing duo. Absolutely. Totally agree on that, man. Um, maybe not as good. As, maybe not as good as the next one we're about to talk about, but that's debatable. Hell to the yeah! So uh, let's move it on over to Los Fa- Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Um, they did resign Mike Williams, got Gerald Everett, who was with Seattle last season, yep. and Chase Daniels too at quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. I know, just small little decent plays, but I mean, uh, or signings uh did you want to go into the defensive side of the ball you can take care of that if you want to well i was just gonna say i think hey look chase daniel is not gonna win anybody uh some games but again a veteran presence for a uber talented justin herbert um he he still needs as great as i mean because i do love some justin herbert he still needs a veteran presence all these guys need veteran presence and then mike williams got paid Three years, yes, sixty sir. million. He he had a great year, but yeah, this defense. Khalil Mack. They just traded for uh, what they signed trade or wait, traded for Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Got Khalil Mack. Signed J.C. Jackson, five years, eighty-two million. J.C. Jackson's arguably one of the best corners in the game. They got Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson. Asante Samuel in the slot, Derwin James, who when is healthy is one of the best tackling safeties in the game, and he, yeah. and I st- I still don't think you've seen the best of him from his playmaking, from his ball hawking stance, but he he's a hell of a tackler. And then they got two run stuffers and Austin Johnson. Um, fuck, I think oh man, I can't remember what team he came from, but he's he's a good player. Sebastian Joseph Day was um, Aaron Donald's uh, tag team partner at D-Tackle. Um, basically, Aaron Donald was opening things up for Sebastian Joseph Day. This defense is looking scary. Hell yeah, man. And you need that with the uh, – they're pretty much lining up for all that Kansas City shit that they would have to go against. But, I mean, now they have to worry about the other two teams in this division as well. And the yeah. uh, um, threats. That they're capable, and but, they got uh, Kenneth. Mur- they got Kenneth Murray, a linebacker who they just drafted, I believe, 
was it last year or no, maybe two years ago. And he's still, uh, he's a good player too, but yeah, I mean, if they get, I could see them drafting a linebacker. This defense is looking, I would say on paper, this defense is looking the best in this division. I would put them, I would put them over the other three divisions or other three teams, honestly. Yeah. As far as as far as defensively goes, I would say their defense stands above all of the other, of the other three teams. I can agree to that. Their pass rush obviously is pretty damn good. It's gonna match. It's gonna be hard to match that against the Raiders, and uh, also with uh, it's t- it's it's pretty it's it's, it's almost pretty, even, it's, but I think it's a few notches above with that. Uh, and just Max Crosby and Chandler Jones would be nasty too. Um, but then, but the Chargers were terrible at stopping a run, and they just got and, it, and I God, I cannot think of who Austin Johnson plays for, and that's going to bother me. Uh, but Sebastian Joseph Day, like I said, he played with uh, Aaron Donald. He just had his best year. I think he had six sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So they addressed that. Their defense is looking good, man, and that's what sure. Justin Herbert needs. That's what Justin Herbert needs. I mean, damn near puts up feels like 30 points a game and can't even get to the playoffs um, because his his defense can't stop the run. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they paid Mike Williams, which is good for him. You know, he had a really good season. Um, You know, they got Eckler. um, They got Gerald Everett, who I think he had his best year last year, uh, despite uh, Russell being hurt. Uh, I believe Everett had his best year, so – um, you know, they signed him for two years, 12 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers are looking, like I said, I mean, like I said, the biggest, their biggest moves were on defense and just re-signing Mike Williams and Gerald Everett, but they're putting together a pretty good team as well. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe draft a running back. I think they probably need some depth at running back behind Eckler. Um, but, um, they do have Joshua Kelly. They have, I think, Justin Jackson might still be with the team. Um, they didn't resign. They haven't resigned him yet because I, I, I would okay. like to have him. I would like to have him. I think I like some Justin Jackson, but they have not resigned him because I've been keeping modern, up with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been modern, <laughs> but um, I think they could use some depth there. Um, you know, you can always, you can always, you can, you can't, you can never not have too many uh, weapons. At wide receiver, especially for a, a Justin Herbert. Oh, absolutely, man. And and Keenan Allen, I mean, he's he's getting he's he's about to hit that thirty year old mark. So at some point, you know, they're gonna have to, you know, they're gonna have to draft a high wide receiver. Yeah. So absolutely. Um. And and and, and guess what? If they guess what? They're in L. A. And Odell likes Ol L. A. So Odell, maybe. Hey. That would be wild. He loves yeah. L.A. And Alan, Mike Williams. <laughs> he loves L.A. I'm not putting it past. I'm not putting past him to not do it. Or to or putting past him to do it. I think they could. You're telling me, dude. That's a, that's a hell of a way even to go if it's with a, that. Even if, even if it's a one-year deal, you know? Mm-hmm. I can so. totally see that. Mm-hmm. Right. Not a bad way to wrap it up uh, with the Chargers. Um, all these teams pretty much made significant moves. I think the Chiefs probably lost the most. 
in yeah, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but they get they try to gain in, in certain other ways. But I mean, when you have a factor like Tyreek Hill, it's kind of hard to replace him. So we'll see how that right. pans out for him. But it is Mahomes. I think Mahomes can pretty much make right. Anything. I, I do like yeah. I do like Marcus Valdez Scantling's uh, deep threat ability, which kind of can somewhat in a in a small way of saying this, replace what Tyreek Hill could do. I mean, obviously he doesn't do the he's not the same dynamic as him. But I think no. he can at least uh give that good deep threat that, you know, Pat Mahomes is capable of throwing. Again, I think he's an upgrade from Demarcus Robinson and I think Juju is when healthy. Um <clears throat> I think he's an upgrade from Byron Pringle. So um Yeah. And then, like I said, I think Justin Reed is an upgrade than um, – is a slight upgrade than Tyron Matthew just based on um, age. And um, I think Tyron Matthew got hurt last year, missed a game or two. Um, so, yeah, there are certain things that they improved on. and then uh, But then, obviously, Tyreek is the big um, elephant in the room because uh, Michael Hardman's fast, but he's not, he's not Tyreek. Because you can be fast, but are you a good football player? And he's just – he's not as good of a football player as Tyreek right now. And that's the difference. And just the fact that he's not as fast. But mm-hmm. – Yeah. Um, so, uh, I do think uh, Denver, to me, wins getting that Russell uh, Wilson deal. It propels them quite a bit. Um, I mean – the Raiders are definitely a close second. They, that, that offense is going to be legit. Just every single offense for this team or this whole division is going to be great. Yeah. Um, it's just play calling. Um, you know, uh, play calling and just like, who's the better one? Who's the better team? Who's going to be able to stick it out through all these 18 games during the season? So Yeah, because all four of these quarterbacks, obviously Derek Carr gets probably the – if you had to rate the quarterbacks, Derek Carr probably is last. But I mean, all four quarterbacks are, in my eyes, really good. Really good, either really good being the worst or superstar in the best. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's, I don't think there's a shitty quarterback. I don't think there's a shitty quarterback on this team um, or in this division. And I'm trying to think, running backs. Yeah, there's not there's not a shitty quarterback at this division. No, no. This yeah. AFC is going to be like you said. This AFC is going to be wild. Yeah, in comparison to NFC, um, yeah, you yeah. only have a few top dogs in the NFC, but the AFC is you name it, man. It could be anybody. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, I think we pretty much just logged it out. A nice long podcast. <laughs> we got just about anything we can get out of it. Um, right, right. And yeah, any uh, parting words beforehand? Um, looking forward to this trip. Uh, yeah, as far, but as far as, um, no, as far as um, looking forward to the draft, um, wish it was sooner. Wish it was coming up sooner, but um, yeah, looking forward to the draft, looking forward to seeing what happens. Uh, Man, this 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 football talk gets me just like hyped for football, man. Like, I hate I hate waiting for it, but right. um, it's great to be back in the grind, you know. 
And uh, yeah. there's something I can take away from all this. It's just that uh, I think a great way to look at things for fantasy is to go with those two divisions that are high powered, you know, with the West and the North. Yep. You got yep. a lot of firepower going all throughout and a lot of big names, a lot of changes that have been made for both divisions. And I mean, yeah. I think other than the Tyreek Hill one to Miami, there wasn't huge significant ones like those other two divisions in the AFC. So I think, I mean, it's, you're going to see a lot of, um, I mean, just, just plenty of like upticks, upswings, you know, trending uh, abilities from all of these uh, players, these fantasy players for those two divisions. So, I mean, that's something I'm probably going to gravitate towards quite a bit. Lo and behold, the bills Look. are great. What else you know on that? But I mean, it's just, uh, I think there's just so much uh, to gain and prosper from, from those two divisions to me. Real quick. I, I'm sure I know it's getting late. Real quick. AFC champion, if you have to go right now. AFC champion right now? Right now. Can I give a head to head? All right, AFC championship. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to go Bill's Bengals. All right. Fair enough. I think the AFC West is fucking good, but they're just gonna wipe each other out. Okay, yeah, all right. So who wins that? Who do you think wins that division? That's even better. That's an even better question. Forget the AFC. I still think Kansas City's good, but man, like just and who doesn't make the play? And who doesn't make the playoffs in that division? Fuck, man, that's so tough. <laughs> that's a tough question, right? <laughs> that's so tough. Who has oh, the I, worst running game? Kansas City out of all of them? Yeah. Yeah, I got to go Kansas City. Yeah. Dude, that's a question for Oh, shit. 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 All, all of them can make the playoffs. <laughs> it could just be. <laughs> they could. They really could. Dude, it could be. It could it be. It could be tough as fuck, but. It could be the AFC East champion, AFC North, AFC South, and then all four teams in it the, because there's seven teams. It could be all four teams. Yeah. I mean, that's I, crazy. Yeah, it definitely could. But, I mean, that's something where, I mean, I see the Bills winning, but you got to think of the AFC North, like, if not one, at least two teams, especially if Deshaun Watson plays all season, at least two of those guys can come from out of that division as well. So, it's all – I mean, like you said, it, it could be – Obviously, for the one who gets to buy, 14 wins. I think it's going to take 14 wins. I think it's going to take 14 wins. I Dude, really do. I wouldn't be surprised yep. if it can be knocked down to like 12 because of how fucking crazy the AFC is and how the schedule and for each team could probably turn out. I think it'll take 14 to get the number one seed, and I'll even say I think it'll take 10 to get the last wild card spot. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. That's all I got. So. Exactly. Well, cool, everyone. You can uh, find us on theflug.com. Also, you can find this podcast on Podbean, Spotify. Uh, also, follow us at theflug underscore FF on both Twitter and, and the Instagrams. Um, yeah, 
parting ways, I do want to give it up for Ty for making this happen tonight. We will have the NFC uh, conference. Uh, the boys, I think it's going to be Dan, Josh, and maybe even Shane, who will pretty much take care of the NFC on Friday night. Won't be as good as us, of course, but I'm sure it'll dabble a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Shane. I'm sure Shane will be hella happy about talking about the Lions. Yeah, that'll be a great thirty minutes of uh, nothing. To talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Shane. <laughs> For uh, Mr. Tyson Cullen, I am Gary Jurkowski, and we will catch you next time. Peace. Go Bills.